Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Hard Hit Stressing Podcast. I'm Pitzer. I'm Hardy. And this week we'll be talking about NXT Takeover UK. Uh, specifically, their first ever Takeover pay per view in Blackpool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an amazing one, uh, an, an incredible uh event for their first ever pay per view. What do you think about it, Hardy? Oh, I think I really thought it lived up to this hype. Uh, yeah, right? same. I thought it was it was outstanding, and uh, they had lofty expectations to live up to, considering yeah. the American takeovers have such a high standard. Correct. No? Yeah. So. They kept the standard. If mm-hmm. not, it was really entertaining throughout. You know, I love when the shows are relatively short. Yeah. Two and a half hours. Yeah, very tight events lah. Easy to digest, you know, and they had the matches were, were a significant amount of time lah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I did not see the pre-matches. Yeah. Do you? I mean, no, no, they were dark matches lah. I'm assuming uh. they will they will be taped for future um i guess nxt uk episodes okay okay so uh, i thought i was missing out something when when, when i lo- looked at the card the match card and i was like eh, i didn't see these three matches okay. no no i mean like most of the american pay-per-views also they tape uh especially for takeovers they tape for future um nxt episodes ah, okay so okay, i'm assuming this will be shown on on subsequent weeks la. Okay, okay um besides of course the big news of nxt uk takeover mm-hmm. we'll also be talking about um all elite wrestling yeah the new promotion by cody rhodes and the young bucks you know they made uh major waves with uh, their announcements at jacksonville during the mm. rally uh we'll be discussing what that means in the pro wrestling landscape um, both economically, financially, what it means to the industry, and also just in terms of kayfabe, lah. You know, uh, the signings that we're interested in, the signings that we think we'll be interested in. Oh yeah. And all of that, lah. Uh, and of course, you know, at the end we'll we'll cover bits and bobs of news here and there. Uh, for example, The Rock's weird, uh, <laughs> fake interview, yeah, which man. I didn't believe for a second. It didn't sound like him. But all the news outlets were picking up on it, you know. Yeah. Oh, he had uh, to issue a statement on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I he took it in his stride. It was a fun statement, but it was it was great, lah. I mean, uh, the the way that he handled it was very professional. Um, very telling of his uh, political ambitions in the future. Correct, correct, mm. correct. Uh, the Rock and Stone Cold twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but for now, uh, let's begin with NXT Takeover UK. Uh, before we get into Blackpool, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about NXT UK as a brand in general up till now. Yes. What what have you thought about the NXT UK shows on the WWE Network? Um, what do you find refreshing about it? What do you find frustrating about it? Uh, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, you know, like mm. what are the positives? What can they grow on? Well, honestly, they are at the stage where it, it seems they're still very young. Of course, right? You still see that they're teething pains here and there like, during the UK shows and all that. They're mm. tapings a a bit less um ref- less um tight. Mm. Than normal NXT shows mm-hmm. But one thing I feel That they Have done Amazingly well Is just The quality of wrestlers They have Sure Deep roster la. A very very deep roster mm. I mean I was surprised Because I thought This you know this is like An offshoot of an offshoot mm. Right It's NXT UK mm-hmm. You know So I thought I didn't realise How much Talent There was la. I, I mean w- And I watched I, I watched uh, A bit of uh, British wrestling Yeah And even then, like you can see, like half of them are good, and then they're half not really that good. Mm. But this one, I think they they managed to like just swipe in all the good people into one promotion. I would say over the last maybe I'm not sure how long it's been running. Several weeks lah, but about two or three two months. months la, two yeah. or three months maybe. I would say over the course of those three months, yeah, I've seen the brand make incredible progress. Wink, wink. Yeah. Um, it's I mean essentially like um NXT UK is progress lah. 
is all the top tier progress wrestlers. When you are talking about you know half of the British wrestlers being good and half of them being young and kind of greener, correct? Yeah. Um, it feels as if NXT UK has poached every single, every single top tier wrestler that yeah. it, that is in Europe, in Britain, yeah. and in the surrounding area, lah. Yeah. It, it feels a bit um. Yeah, it's, it's it's progress lah. I feels like I'm watching progress again. Which is nothing wrong with that. No, no, sure. Yeah. If they want to put from the indies in Britain, I mean, progress and ICW are the ones that they should lah. I mean, guys like Joe Coffee and all. Yeah, correct, uh, correct. ICW guys. I mean, I also feel how how I I love this. It feels like a throwback uh, promotion, mm. right? It has very simple streamlined uh, storyline. Wow. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Right? I don't like you. You don't like me. Let's mm. go fight. You know, oh, I, you have the title. I want the title. Let's go fight. Uh, I beat all these people. I deserve a title shot. Mm-hmm. Let's go fight. You know, like that kind of like very easy build. I, you Irish. I'm the best Irish wrestler. Mm. You're not patriotic enough. Mm. Let's go fight. You know, that kind of very simple, not too complex storylines that has plagued Raw and SmackDown at times. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I feel also NXT has gotten a, a little more sophisticated with their feuding. Yeah. Um. I mean, some of the motivations, like for example, of the Jordan Gagano feud and yeah. all of that. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's kind of so complex psychologically. And that's like a long storyline. Yeah. You know? I mean, but I I guess my point was that NXT UK does not have the canon uh, storylines yet, la, yeah, Because you know the it has to be built over time. Correct. Correct. Um. And if you recall, NXT back in the day, even after they ditched the game show gimmick, even then, right? It took. It didn't like take off overnight as of this as this indie as this like. Full independent cessation lah. Yeah. Uh, so it, it took maybe a year, two years to build. NXT UK, I think, is on a better track because yeah. they they have a the blueprint is there. Already. The blueprint is there yeah. also. I mean, um, they clearly have a lot invested in NXT UK. If not, they wouldn't be opening the NXT UK Performance Center. Yes. Which is a lot of money, you know. Yeah, exactly. To run a school, of course. Correct. Yeah, it's it's a shitload of money, and I, that's how I know that this they're yeah, in serious. it for the long term, lah. Yeah. What I loved about NXT UK so far has been it has a different feel. Yeah. Um, England is full of these like grand old small venues, you know, mm. that look you know concert venues, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That look majestic, you know, yeah. the architecture and the and the designs and the interior design. It's very yeah, it's very English. Yeah. Yeah, like the old ballroom, like nineteenth century, early twentieth century kind of vibe. Adds to the atmosphere, lah. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like an old fight, you know. Yeah, yeah. In a way, and not only that, but I feel like the UK fans themselves. Mm, the vibe is different. The la. vibe is so awesome, also. I mean, we we myself and Hadi we grew up on UK sports like rugby and football, you mm. know, for example. So we are very familiar with the constant singing, mm. um, which I'm sure American crowds are a bit baffled by. But it this is this is a UK thing. They do it during if they are watching darts, they will be singing. <laughs> if they are, if they are watching pool, they will be singing. The only time like, they don't sing is tennis. Yes, correct. Yeah. Because that is against the rules, lah. Yeah. Or golf, lah. Or golf, <laughs> la. Which they sometimes break also. Which they sometimes break also. Whenever they play up in Scotland. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I enjoy learning about new characters yeah, as well. Same. You know, like the world building and all of that. Same, same. I do have to say, like, there's a couple of downsides, lah. Um, yeah. Because it took so long for NXT UK to take off, lah. Mm-hmm. Before they even took over, you know. Yeah. Um, so they built up this. Over the eighteen months, they built up this huge back catalog of taping shows. Yeah. Um, which they are rolling out two a week. Uh, mm. and the shows are clearly not designed to be two a week. If you see each show, they don't bleed into another. It's not a two-hour show at all. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. two separate one-hour shows, yeah. and they'll be talking about this. This thing will be happening next week, and it's happening like a few minutes later. Yeah. Um, so that is a bit of a teething pain there, lah, because yeah. they just had to get through the backlog. Um, I'm not sure what the market forces were that forced them to push the de- the the launch of the. Show for so long, 
But it must be a good one lah. They're not stupid. Yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah. I think the two the two week has severely hindered my enjoyment of mm. NXT lah. Cause it, it gets a bit too much wrestling. Because you know, first there's the Raw, then there's, there's SmackDown, then I watch Two Five Live, then yeah. I watch NXT, yeah. and then two more hours of NXT UK. As good as it is, it's a bit much lah. Correct. Yeah. I agree with you. Mm. Uh, I mean, the good thing because now we don't do our weekly podcast anymore. Now that we are on a different timeline. Yeah. <laughs> different timeline. <laughs> we are <laughs> different work schedule. We are on the highest point. <laughs> so because of that, uh, the good, the only good thing is that I spread out my wrestling a lot better, lah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we have more time to actually catch up and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have to. Do, my entire Thursday is not just watching wrestling. <laughs> a bunch of wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um. I'm just. I'm just. Bef- I'm just surprised. Mm. But yet again, not that surprised just because of the talent and how good NXT UK is. Oh damn! Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely, man. Yeah. Um, I think like NXT UK is really good, but like you were saying about the talent in the UK, there is it's kind of half half fifty fifty a bit. Mm-hmm. There are some characters to me that don't quite hit on TV. At not least on yeah. TV, like guys like Legero to me doesn't hit. Ah. Uh, I'll be talking about Eddie Dennis later on. I feel like there is something really off with him. Okay. Like not not in a not in a like his psychotic off way. In in a his acting is too off. Weird. He is too off to be off. Oh, okay, like he, like he's yeah, trying yeah, to be yeah. off, but he's not really. But trying to be off, therefore you're off, but not in the off that you want to be off. Like I mean, this <laughs> we are we are clearly jacking off with that <laughs> sentence, uh, but um, I think you get what we mean. I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, also they've developed guys like um Zach Gibson, uh, who has become, in my opinion, right, the most like hateable heel um in the WWE universe. Quick, like. not just quick, like he def- they him from the beginning, like, yeah, But yeah, at yeah. the same time. The way that they built his character, like for example, they had a taping in Liverpool where yeah. you would expect Zach Gibson to be chill yeah. during those those run of three or four shows where they taped. But then they they started airing these vignettes of uh, Zach Gibson going around showing his partner James Drake the the famous uh, Liverpoolian monuments and uh, the historical landmarks in Liverpool, mm. and then he's telling the history of those monuments um, as as a way to get himself over, like in relation to how awesome he is. You know, uh, this is the best thing Liverpool has seen since uh, myself. You know that kind of thing, lah. So it it draws the eye of the local Liverpoolians as well, lah. Where he he managed to get booed in Liverpool. So fantastic. The exactly. Liverpool's number one is really the number one heel, outside of maybe Tommaso Ciampa, who I'm starting to like already. So maybe not even really that heelish. Yeah. I feel like the DIY thing, right, has really like put a halt on the like true heat. Do true heel hit because I really like DIY. You know? Right now, at the moment, right now you know the crowd is super into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Zach Gibson is just real heat lah. Uh, and also you know, I mean, but part of it is it's just fun. It is. It's just fun to really hate him because of the chants and all of that. The chants are great. Yeah. Uh, the way the 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 people react to him is very visceral, and I love whenever that happens. Like Zach Gibson is doing something right lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I and mean, it, yeah. it's it's great because he inspires uh, creativity in the audience. Yeah. Um, as fans of, uh, we, I guess most of us grew up on American wrestling lah. It gets yeah. a bit um tiring to hear the same uh three beats all the time when they are chanting like. This is awesome. Yeah, that type of thing, lah. Yeah. That one, two, three, you know. Uh, let's go. Holy insert, shit. Insert, insert name. Shit. Yeah, that type of thing, lah. Yeah, I get it. You know, like all the variety of chanting is is cool, lah. It's what UK brings it's to clever. it. It's clever. Yeah. And speaking of Zach Gibson, uh, his tag team, uh, Zach Gibson and James Drake, the Grizz- the grizzled young veterans, took uh, on the mustache mountain. Um, kind of the foundation of NXT UK tag team, Trent yeah. Seven and Tyler Bate. Yeah. Uh, James Drake, I feel. Mm, 
is greatly benefited by this tag team because yeah. I think he will be nowhere like in without Zach Gibson. He'll be in low mid card hell uh, without mm. without Zach Gibson. Uh, but they they've come together. I mean they they are close friends, so why not? Um, yeah. I I'm confused as to why the NXT UK broadcast refuses to use their tag team with Grizzled Young veterans, which is a really good name. Yeah. Uh, whereas Mustache Mountain is always built as Mustache Mountain. Yeah, I know that. I that, I guess it's just a mouthful to say Grizzled Young. What what do you call it? Grizzled, Grizzled Young, Young veterans. Veterans. Yeah. 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 Maybe Nigel just wants to you know. No, or, or, or Vic, right? Is the other one? Yeah, Vic, Vic Joseph. Vic yeah. Joseph and Nigel. Um, so okay. Uh, regardless, right? They the how they got here was they won a tournament. Yeah. Uh, Mustache Mountain defeating uh Gallus, which is Mark Coffee and Wolfgang, and mm-hmm. Zach Gibson and James Drake defeating Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, thus setting this up. Um, outside of the Pete Dunn match, which is clearly going to be the highlight of uh, for the foreseeable future, all takeovers yeah. in in the UK. Uh, Mustache Mountain. Uh, this match was what I was looking forward to The second most uh. Yeah me too I think when I think about uh, NXT UK wrestling At the moment mm. I, I, I'm not gonna go as broad As to say I think about British wrestling uh. <laughs> But when I think about NXT UK It's uh, I think about Tyler Bate And I think about Pete Dunne uh. yeah. And I think they've done that On purpose uh. um, It's they are, they are the cornerstones The pillars British strong style that is The mm. pillars at which uh, NXT UK is built uh. And although Mustache Mountain Did not win This particular match yeah. I thought uh, this was the right call because Zach Gibson and James Drake deserve the titles. Mm. They needed more. More than Mustache Mountain. Uh, yeah, Mustache Mountain, in all honesty, they're in New Day territory in the Correct. UK. Correct. You know, they don't yeah. need the belts. They're at that level. Yeah, you're right. But I mean, elevating Zach. Zach Gibson deserves it, lah. Huh? He's showing in the UK tournament and all of that. When he, he took on, uh, took on uh, Pete Dunne when himself. Pete Dunne, yeah. Um. So this this was a fantastic stuff. Uh, what do you think about the match itself? Wow. <sighs> okay. First of all, I was surprised that it lasted this long. Yeah. Right. It went on for nearly half an hour. Mm. Uh, and so at, at first, I so whenever like uh the uh Trent Seven and uh and um Tyler Bate mm. got together in the ring and did their kind of their finisher, mm. and then the and and uh I think it was on James Drake and Zach Gibson was outside. Mm. So I thought that was the end of the match. I think this came in about halfway through. There's a lot of uh, near falls la. Yeah, and the near mm. falls really got me. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. And so that's when I knew I was really invested in this. Mm. Mm. And and the at as the match went on into the 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 final five minutes, mm. I really didn't mind either team winning now. Sure. But damn man, that that fin that last that last how they finished the match was great though. Yes, it was um, very clever. I thought it was great because these four people clearly have a lot of chemistry. Yeah, I think stemming all the way back from their time in the UK, yeah. is that they yeah. must have been working together for a long time even before yeah. now, lah. And they got to you know smash it out of the park, doing some crazy shit. Mm. Like you said, the near falls. Um, sometimes near fall matches can get spammy. Yeah, but the variety of the near falls in this particular instance uh, always kept me hooked. Uh, yeah. I bought into every near fall. Same. So uh, that was great, like, Because most of the time, you 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 kind of kind of feel when the when the finish is going to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this one, I couldn't feel it. Same. Because, yeah. okay, to me, <clears throat> I'm gonna go a bit like structure structurally here. Just coming from a layman, like I'm not like a wrestler who lays out matches. Yeah, yeah. Same, I do. So. so my ideal match, right, yeah. is a uh, is a three act match, la, Like most narratives, like mm. Start slow, build up in the middle, and then, and then you you finish off up. with a, a climax. Yeah. But those are not my favorite matches. My favorite matches are four act structures. Start yeah. slow, you build the you you know in the Chekhov's gun and everything. Yeah, the first yeah, part yeah. starts slow and then you know builds up and then the, the climax and then you go at a frenzy pace where you think that you know like 
nothing can top this. Like, this has to be the finish, right? Yeah. And then you have the hidden climax, uh-huh. post climax, post climax climax. Okay. Where where they take it up to eleven, lah. <coughs> as, as Spinal Tap would say, lah. They me. they take it up to eleven, <laughs> yeah. and then like you think like this frenzied piece cannot be topped, and then they do. They do. And yeah. then you know that is the real finish, yeah. la. Those are my favorite matches, lah. Yeah. Those are usually reserved, let's say, for the main event. Alright. Let alone for the opener for NXT yeah. Takeover. Although to be honest. This is the ideal for NXT takeovers right now, lah. This is the format, lah. Yeah. From every takeover I've seen in the last two three years, lah. They've always opened with you know shit like the North American title, uh, ladder match. match, you know yeah. shit like that, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was, this was a hot start, lah. And it was a great start. Um, favorite spot was the Doomsday Device Topis Wasida on the outside. I've never yeah. seen anything like that. That was insane. It made me a little worried for um. Tyler Bate, Tyler Bate yeah, yeah, because I didn't know where he was going to fall, whether he was going to fall on the ramp or whatever. But he fell really nicely. He fell really like nicely. right on his shoulders, I think. Correct, correct. Yeah, I mean it was the the match. Let's be honest, like it was a bit sloppy at times. There you go. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, but uh, when you're trying to do this many like high risk maneuvers yeah. and uh, the logistical complications of just pulling off the sound this spot, I agree. I mean, okay lah. I I I will. I'm. I can. I can live with you missing a drop kick here and there. Mm-hmm. La. It's fine. It's fine with me lah. Yeah. La. yeah. Um, I thought, you know, as per normal, if this is the first time you're watching NXT UK takeover, the the shoes off if you hate Gibson, um, <laughs> extremely great this time because it, I think this was the most the crowd was involved in it since yeah. uh, the early days of Zach Gibson. Yeah. I mean, I now everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I felt like in the middle of the NXT UK tapings, the when they went from town to town, yeah. um, because it's not aired consequently, because they yeah, all correct, air correct. at one time, yeah. so... It didn't get a chance to carry. Mm. Like the the audience couldn't watch the the product and be like, oh shit, that's a cool child. When we'll, he comes, we'll do this. We will do that the next yeah, time yeah. they come to town. But now everybody knows, you yeah, see. Exactly. So that that's great, lah. Um, fun fact, you know, um, hands up and uh, stand up if you hate Gibson was the original <laughs> chanter. Yeah. Over in the UK tournament earlier this year at the Robert Royal Albert Hall, uh, a UK wrestler by the name of Dahlia Black, lah, friends with Zach Gibson, was in the audience uh, and uh, just made up the shoes off if you hate Gibson, uh, and then it caught on. <laughs> Like wildfire, man! <laughs> like wildfire, I, I love it. I was on a live stream uh, yeah. when I was watching this with some, uh, I think, cultaholics or something. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very clever. Um, I mean, it's a very uh, steeped in tradition kind of chant. If you hate someone, yeah, yeah, in the sports uh, world in the UK, yeah, yeah. So it's nice to see that Zach Gibson got that honor la, of yeah. being hated, but that they take out their shoes. La. Yeah, I mean exactly. I was I was on a live stream with a uh, this thing called I think maybe it's called called the Holics or what culture. Not I'm not particularly sure what live stream it was. But well, anyways, like I mean, like the the American audience. I mean, in the in the live chat like, I mean, because of uh, accents and all, they couldn't tell what they were chanting, and yeah. everybody was super confused as to why people had their shoes off. Yeah. And then you know, there's always the, like the one Brit in the live stream trying to explain it. Yeah. You know, just just you know, just listen lah. Yeah. You know, but you know, I think some people still didn't get it, which yeah. is weird. But never mind lah. Just take off your shoes lah. We fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm fairly sure that. That Vic Joseph doesn't actually take off his shoes, but I like it. Like every NXT UK taping, Nigel McGuinness will always be like, "Vic, put your shoes back on." <laughs> <laughs> That's really unprofessional, Vic. Uh, we'll be talking more about Zach Gibson in the in in, in a while, la. Yeah, in, in a while, la. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, but ho- this match, hot fire opener. Yeah, right. A good three point five, I feel. Yeah, yeah, very. So I I actually put it slightly higher, la, Like three point seven five. Yeah. Yeah. Around there, like it was a very close four. Mm-hmm. It's just that there was like what you said, a little sloppy at times. Yeah, just a little, just a little. Yeah, not not like it was. Oh my god, this sucks. No, mm. so yeah, three point seven five and a well deserved champions. I feel they can really they can really go far with this title. They need a huge champion, lah. Considering yeah, they do. all the other belts I held by faces. Oh, right. Um, 
I l- I love this match lah. Yeah, me too. Great opener. Um, and okay, uh, like I'm assuming a lot of people don't watch NXT UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they would tune in for a takeover, and yeah. I think this will be a good in- good introduction to what the, the brand's all about. Yeah, la. I agree. Uh, but at the same time, also not all the matches were super like high flying spot fest kind of thing. Yeah, show a great variety of what UK wrestling is capable Correct. of. Correct. Uh, the next one we were supposed to have uh, Jordan, Jordan Devlin, Devlin taking on the Kiwi Basso, uh, Travis Banks. Yep. Who uh was attacked in the lobby of um some the, hotel the ven- or the hotel the or the venue. Yeah. One one of them uh, it was just terrible security. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was it was kind of a that's hit. the one thing that uh, NXT UK inherited terrible security. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> at the same time though, this was hotel security. Yeah, yeah not I mean, WWE security. I mean, what what were they gonna do? <laughs> uh, so they they were working that um Travis Banks injured his knee during the yeah, act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the in the pre match uh kerfuffle where tra- uh, Travis Banks tried to get the one up on Jordan Dublin, he knew he had to end the match early, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then uh then his knee got reaggravated when he hit the steps yeah. and everything. Uh, Seth Scala, assistant to the general manager and yeah. the general manager Johnny yeah. Singh came out uh, claiming that. You know, we knew that you had something like overseas, Jordan Devlin. So we planned for this. We have a plan B, lah, yeah. and it's uh, Seth Rollins sitting you for chair, no? That's <laughs> <laughs> Triple H's plan B. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, a bit more clever. A bit more clever. Uh, another one of Triple H boys, actually. Yeah. Uh, Finn Balor coming out to uh, Rapture as a I kind of pop. I know it was uh it was great. Although I mean, people who watch the NXT performance center, the the NXT UK performance center unveiling knew that Finn Balor was in town, lah. Yeah, la, yeah, la. Uh, so I think. It should have been expected, but it was still a nice surprise. It was still a nice surprise, yeah. Yeah, because if you've been watching NXT Takeover UK, Jordan Devlin has been cutting all these rumors about how he's sick Bash. of living in Finn Balor's uh, yeah, shadow. shadow. Uh, people all 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 the, all the people in the UK call him Mini Finn or, yeah. or Mini Bella. We which, do that too, which is true, lah. I mean, if you look at the picture of them standing by side by side, he is a Mini Bella. It's like they're I'm watching double, la. They have, they can't have the bone, the same bone structure, Correct, yeah. the same musculature, the same height, Agreed. the same move set. Just that. Uh, that uh, Jordan Devlin is way smaller. Uh, slightly, slightly smaller. Slightly smaller. smaller I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the picture of both of them right yeah. now. They're about the same. Yeah. Uh, Devlin has a huge bigger hit. Yeah, but I mean, him calling himself the Irish A, saying like I'm the best wrestler in Ireland. Yeah. I should have figured out lah that so this was gonna happen. Even in so even in a random match like this, right? That was not publicized. Yeah. There is still a story behind it. Yeah. Because you know the the age old uh Japanese narrative tradition yeah, of the oh, mentor mentee uh sensei versus student. Correct. Uh, standard lah. I I I loved it lah. It's, it's Simple. And when when Jim Bella came out, I was like, oh, now I really want to watch this. Yeah, yeah. You know. And what are we to like im- Emphasize the importance of the brand uh, when you're launching it by bringing over one of your huge stars, the first ever Universal Champion, Finn Balor. Oh, right. yeah. Um, one thing that I thought going into the Travis Banks match, I thought this was going to be a squash. Uh-huh. I thought uh it was going to be a short match that showcased how good Jordan Devlin is. <laughs> yeah. Because Jordan Devlin, uh, outside of the big three, which I'm talking about, Mustache Mountain and yeah. uh, Pete Dunn, British strong star, uh, Jordan Devlin has been like the standout of NXT UK uh, to yeah. me. Incredible His match with Pete Dunne right, For the UK title It was the best match That NXT UK has ever done Like in the In their short history like. no, yeah, I, uh, yeah I agree with you I'm, I'm not I'm kind of not counting uh, Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate Tyler Bate Which wasn't NXT it's UK It's not NXT UK That's NXT yeah, yeah 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 Right so In NXT UK Pete Dunne versus uh, Jordan Devlin Was the standard barrier It's yeah. still the standard barrier there's, not, there's no match On this takeover That's as good as that Yeah I agree Although some of them Came close But mm. Jordan Devlin Clear highlight of NXT UK I thought it was going to run through The Kiwi Basso Make him look strong right Yeah me too But one thing I didn't think about Was that you could also Make him look strong in a loss Yeah you know? Take on Finn Balor Yeah I mean They essentially positioned him As Finn Balor's equal Yeah Like I thought 
Finn Balor is going through a, a kind of a push right now. Yeah. And and the way that uh he took Finn Balor to the limit, it felt like a 50-50 fight, equal equal offense, you know. That a lot of time. Had a lot of time. Uh. So th- this is a way to make uh your young Irish ace look strong next to some an established star like Finn Balor. Correct. Yeah. So it elevated the match. Uh it made it made yeah, you're right, Jordan look strong, right? Yeah. But <sighs> it went on for 10 minutes. Yeah, man. And so I was surprised. I was like, "Wow, Finn is really doing a lot for this kid, man. Mm-hmm. Like really putting him over, la, Even though Finn won, la. Sure, yeah, but I mean, as we've mentioned several times, uh, winning is not the only way to get yeah. over, la. Um, clearly, Finn knows Jordan very well, yeah, yeah. having trained him from the ground yeah. up. Uh, he, all the moves that Jordan has ever known it's and, and does right now has it's been taught Finn. to him by by Finn Balor. Yeah. Uh, some would say that Jordan is. Has more. I mean, okay lah. This is not a controversial statement or anything lah. Jordan has a brighter future than Finn Balor does lah. Yeah. Because Finn Balor is towards the tail end of his career, and Jordan yeah. Devlin is just beginning lah. Correct. Um. So I think right in the future we will see a rematch where Jordan finally get, gets one out of Finn Balor, up, yeah. and and that will be a good moment. Correct. But uh, for now, right? I mean, the story is you're you're good, but you're not as good as me yet mm, lah. You know. Correct. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about like you know the finish of this match and and the future of uh both uh no of of Jordan Devlin specifically? Well, Jordan is gonna kick ass lah. Huh? Yeah, no doubt. Um, but <laughs> there's no like mid tier title right in the UK. Yet. No, but I think like with the one hour show, they have no need for no it need yet. for it lah. Yeah. yeah, they have three titles. Really. It's just such they have such a deep roster. Mm. I feel Jordan will benefit from doing more progress shows. Sure. I mean, that's your partner, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, or or win a title from that promotion also. I feel he needs a strap. Uh, I mean, you know, but he's good enough that he can carry it without lah. Correct, correct. Yeah. yeah, but I'm just saying that it'll be nice to see Jordan actually earn a strap sooner. I think he's still involved in ICW, and I'm pre- I'm fairly sure he's held both Progress and ICW Championship yeah. belts before lah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, it will be nice to see him, uh, be a big bigger deal bigger in deal. in the NXT yeah. of NXT UK. Because I think Jordan yeah. Jordan is not a he is a main level talent. Mm. Main main event talent, mm, uh, mm. but I feel that that you know now with Walter coming in and all that, yeah, it's kind of a very um what's that word squeezy title scene. Yeah, yeah, right. It's, it's a bit it's a bit too um um packed. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. Uh, I don't mind that old because in in my opinion, like Pete Dunne doesn't really have any legitimate challenges. He's run through all of them already. Yeah, exactly. From your Noam Dar to Danny Birch to uh Jordan Devlin. Yeah, so everybody needs to rebuild. See. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, what I feel. Um, I feel like the people who are being rebuilt right now will be Walter's challenges, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah we can. Um, I I thought this was great. A good way to put over Jordan Devlin while giving uh Finn. while giving fans Finn. Uh, it wasn't quite Demon Finn. But you we know, didn't need Demon Finn. Didn't need Demon Finn, yeah. ah, yeah, I, I mean, it makes sense because we wanted to see both of them mm-hmm. look similar, yeah. have similar move sets, see. Yeah. And uh, and it makes it makes for a more natural story. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Without, Without ever the... having to build the story. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um. This is, this is the best that Jordan has looked since the Pete Dunne match. Like, yeah. And it makes sense because I mean, clearly they they know each other so yeah. well. They know each other's moves. You know. Uh, good chemistry. Yeah, obviously. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this a three seven five or so. This is a three one five for me lah. Just yeah. because it's too it's shorter. It's shorter and, and and all of that lah. They had less to do, but uh, I mean the pop crazy. Yeah, it was. I think it was the biggest pop of the night. Of la. the night, yeah. Yeah, for an entrance. Uh, next up, our I don't wanna call this a cooldown match, but it is a cooldown match. <laughs> uh, 
uh, Bomber Dave Mastiff takes on the psycho Eddie Dennis in a no disqualification match. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, this feud, weirdly enough, right, has had the most build of yeah. any of the matches. Mm-hmm. Like even the the title matches, like Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, Pete Dunne, Yeah. Uh, Massage Mountain, Trans- uh, um, Massage Mountain versus Jack- Zach Gibson and James Drake. They had kind of lesser build than this. Than this cooldown match, yeah. uh, Dave Mastiff has been getting attacked by Eddie Dennis left and right. They've had two matches before NXT UK. Yep. Uh, Ratnins. Uh, so this was supposed to be promos. the this was supposed to be the rubber the rubber step, right? Yeah, pretty much because like uh, the last few matches have been. I mean, Dave Mastiff has won them. Yeah. But it was slightly inconclusive lah because you know uh, Eddie Dennis uh, st- stood tall at the yeah. end of it lah. Uh, so a no DQ makes sense. Because of all the weapons involved during the run-ins and all of mm. that, uh, so this is a good no holds barred affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me preface this by saying that I really like this match, mm. but worst match on the card. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because because we're not counting prelims, right? Sure, of course, we didn't so, get to see them. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So the two matches before this match was Finn Balor, Jordan, and you had the tag team championship, mm-hmm. and the two match after this the is title matches. the title matches, like yeah. the women's and the. Yeah, there's no way that this match is mm-hmm. gonna beat any of those. Mm-hmm. Strangely, you're right. This is a cooldown match. It's a good cooldown match. Clearly, I mean NXT UK doesn't have. Uh, it doesn't run long doesn't enough. Long enough to have a cooldown match. To need a cooldown yeah. match, but this one. But you're right. This is the worst match of the night. Yeah, yeah. Which is um, which is a solid three still. So so a solid three, solid three. <laughs> yeah, it it wasn't nearly as uh, it wasn't nearly as cooldowny as like uh, say Cody versus Juice from NJPW. Yeah, which I really didn't. Like I know, that. I know. But um, this is a good. Take on you know you know what this is what Vince likes right the big man versus big man yeah but rather than what the formula for big man versus big man in WWE is the two lumbering giants clothes line clothes line yeah. bear hug bear hug yeah. I try to slam Hit you lock. try to slam me headlock you know yeah. once in a while I will run you through a table like, like a oh, lariat uh, big show versus Braun Strowman kind of thing yeah, like they yeah. have to set up like a cage or something for them to crash through you know yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure this one had gimmicks too, lah, like the stairs and the steps, yeah, and, yeah, they did. and the candlesticks, and and which I really appreciate that they call the Singapore cane. Yes, because you know Britain. Yeah. Uh, loved it. Yeah, me too. They and I thought the first time when Pers not Percy, I keep calling him Percy. When Vic said it, I thought it was a mistake. Yeah, me too. And then like he kept calling it the Singapore like, cane. Oh my god! I'm like yeah. <laughs> I was like yeah, UK different rules. Fuck yeah! This is yeah I know. I mean we are colony too. Uh. Yeah, that's why. Fuck yeah, man! Thanks for the shout out. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, uh, Hadi Hadi has a, like a stick up his butt literally like, about this <laughs> this Singapore cane thing. Whenever they call he, it the candlestick, he mentions it every time. Every time like yeah. Charlotte or Becky takes it out, and I was like, it's the Singapore cane, guys. Come Stop on. calling it the candlestick. This is what we're known for. Yeah, that's right. Don't <laughs> think of one thing away from wrestling. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> There's nothing else that can be used in wrestling that pertains to us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so this was good. I thought some of the feats of strength by a guy like. Eddie Dennis, who mm. I know is a big guy, like, but he's tall. He's, he's tall not and like lanky, he's not like big, big like Dave Mastiff is. Correct, correct. So some of the stuff that he did, like you know the Razor's Edge, yeah, uh, where he was just carrying him halfway across the ring, yeah. or he was just like kind of tossing, yeah, uh, a big guy like Dave Mastiff around. Dave Impressive, Mastiff is right? Huge. Yeah. Uh, this guy is. Um, I mean, he looks like Big Van Vader. Uh. Yeah, his his ring attire looks like Big, big Van bit. Vader. He's th- he's that size, you know. Yeah. Uh, but and like Big Van Vader, Dave Mastiff. Surprising us with his agility, agility like. Some of his like Springboard moonsault Springboard cross bodies And stuff like that I mean a guy that size Shouldn't be able to Somersault Somersault like that la. And I almost said that Like 
Dave Mastiff is this new breed of like big men lah. But then I just got him to Big Van Vader who did the same thing lah. Exactly. And that was like 30 years ago lah. Yeah. So I think there have always been big guys who could who could do things like this lah. I mean on the NXT side you have uh, Kevin Lee yeah. Uh, Keith Lee. Sorry, Keith Lee. Keith Lee is the MMA fighter. Yes, correct. Yeah. Uh, Motown Phenom. The one who just lost. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh. But yeah, Keith Lee also Keith another Lee, guy. Who um, can War Machine stuff. and stuff like that. War Machine. Yeah. War Raiders. I'm sorry. Yeah, Keep War Raiders. Yeah. War Machine. Uh, so okay, good match. Uh, good three, match. three out of five. Four, but yeah. You? Uh, three out of five, man. Solid uh, three. I'm gonna talk about a bit but of like. We're gonna talk about his character though. Yeah, I mean. I don't know, man. Eddie Dennis doesn't stick it to me, uh, which is why I I, I like that Dave Mastiff one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Mastiff is the more developed person, character. character mm. More, it feels more natural. Mm. Uh, Eddie Dennis, something is a. I don't know. I don't think Eddie Dennis is a good enough actor to pull off the psycho character. Like where sometimes you know when he does the promos and you know he okay, looks in, okay. he looks into the distance or into the spotlight yeah, and yeah, then yeah, like yeah. he stares at the camera with the wide eyes. Okay, I get that. He feels like someone trying to be psycho rather than someone who is psycho. Yeah, okay. Like the difference between Eddie Dennis and like Nikki Cross is like night and day. Yeah. yeah, okay, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean or even like other people who do the psycho gimmicks like another UK guy, Drew McIntyre for example. Yeah. I feel his viciousness with Eddie it just feels like a put on. I'm not questioning his in-ring ability. He's clearly good. There's something off about him pulling off this character. I think I have to agree with you. Mm. Yeah. Well, one of the weaker points of uh, NXT UK for me was Eddie Dennis's presentation. I mean, his vignettes were just weirded out. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't connect the vignettes. I didn't feel any sense of menace. Yeah. It feels almost like um. A pantomime. Uh, Kona Reeves uh, Trying to be the finest Yeah You know what I mean Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean they right. clearly Have very different gimmicks uh, But they both can't Pull it off you They see. can't pull off That crazy psycho gimmick You're right You're right Yeah yeah. Huh. I mean Kona Reeves oh, Clearly is not, the, not finest, the finest <laughs> I mean come on Yeah. And this wouldn't be A hard hits episode If we didn't we bring up Kona, Kona Reeves At least, one, at least once, <laughs> once uh. I mean he's uh, he, I think he's, he's better Than Kona Reeves As a wrestler Oh no no yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean another tall big guy lah Tobit guy and um has more potential than someone like Noe Jose who I also have to bring up every episode. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> I'm okay with, but you hate. <laughs> I really, really hate lah. <laughs> Noe Jose is a crap gimmick lah. Although he fits the gimmick better. Yeah. Uh, I think Eddie didn't. Eddie Dennis, considering he's like kind of older, right? He's old, he he was already like in his late twenties when he was when Pete Dunne was thirteen, right? Yeah. So he must be so. in his like late mid 30s, mid to late thirties now lah. Yeah. So. I don't know what his ceiling is Or if this is his ceiling already I mean he is a solid mid-carder lah I, I, I think yeah He'll be yeah. a perennial mid-carder And Nowhere more than that But there's nothing wrong with that No there's nothing wrong with yeah. that And actually I feel the same way About Dave Mastiff to be honest Yeah I think he's a really good wrestler Good big man But he'll never be More than Last Sullivan was in NXT Mid-carder lah Yeah mid-carder and, and maybe once in a while Like they'll put him up For title contention Which yeah. he will lose Yeah But can uh, you, you can do a lot With a guy like this uh, A good gatekeeper Kind yeah. of status uh, Okay Let's move on Next We have The NXT UK Women's Championship yeah. uh, A rematch actually Between Rhea Ripley And Tony, Tony Storm, Storm. Um, The two <laughs> The two Australian women Representing the UK <laughs> Women's <laughs> Championship um, But I mean In fairness Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm Have been kind of The building blocks For the UK women Correct um, They're like the Charlotte the Charlotte uh, Becky Lynch uh. Of Smackdown of, yeah. But this is the The, the UK the version, UK of, version it, of it uh. Yeah yeah um, I feel you Yeah I I, I get that uh. um, Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm First came to prominence I mean, They were always prominent uh, But yeah. they, were, they first came to prominence In the mainstream 
uh, with the first Miyang Classic, mm-hmm. and then the second Miyang Classic, which obviously Tony Storm won. Uh, yep. Tony Storm ran through like a fucking murderous roles, yeah. Miko, Satum- Miko Satumura, yeah. Yoshirai, Shirai, Mio Yim, yeah. I mean, crazy, crazy big names, you know. Yeah. A lot so of Asian go. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're clearly putting it over like, I mean Australia is kind of Asia also like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, They're clearly putting it over um, Strong uh, Rare Ripley has been presented as this like triple, triple H type destroyer Not not kind of a Sheena based monster It's a different kind Yeah it's a different kind so Yeah More a big show uh. of, of the woman Of la. the woman yeah. uh, But more metal uh. More metal correct. I feel like Rare Ripley and Tony Storm right And, and I wasn't alive Throughout the 80s For a long time But they feel like Both of them Like products of the 80s Like Rare Ripley Felt like an 80s <laughs> Feel It looks like a, an, an 80s subset Of heavy metal <coughs> Tony Storm is the Mainstream heavy metal From yeah. the 80s yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean Like the hair metal Yeah uh, Like the hair metal That you, that you hear on radio And Tony yeah. Storm is the one At the underground shows Yeah yeah you're right um, I still think the Mosh Pit Kid is a terrible nickname But you know uh, She Whatever. pulls off the gimmick well Kenna. Rare Ripley is a force On Twitter She is um, I mean she gets bodied By Becky Lynch sometimes When she punches above her weight yeah. But I mean Generally Rare, Rare Ripley is great You know Like yeah. her Tony Storm thing for uh, not sorry, not Tony Storm. Her Tegan Knox thing for Halloween Knox, was yeah. great. Uh, more recently, during the hashtag we support Tony Storm thing, if you don't know, I mean, some like uh, nudes were released. Uh. Nudes and, and like videos, oh, videos of her were released of Tony Storm. Like, her phone was hacked and stuff. Yeah. So there was this whole movement, you know, trying to support her. Uh, you know, trying to protect her from the uh from kind of the the trolls out there, like, who who make fun of her or abuse her for things like this, like. Yeah. So the whole hashtag popped up, and uh, Tony is fine now and everything. Yeah. Uh, but Rare Ripley was uh was ripping on the hashtag we did support Tony Storm also. She did. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I mean, you know, tasteless or not, like it's good healing. Like. It was good healing. It was really good healing. Yeah. Like. Um, I'm I'm sure it was cleared by Tony also because mm-hmm. they are very good friends. They've been they came up in the independent circuit together. They they were roommates at the point, like, Yeah. So. If, if Tony give the go ahead, which she definitely did, then it was fine. Yeah. Pro wrestling is is made to turn real life shit into <laughs> heat. Uh, as for the match itself, like um, Rare Ripley versus Tony Storm, I've seen it before. Yeah. Um, Rare Ripley actually beat Tony Storm in the finals Correct. of the UK Women's Tournament yeah. to win this championship. To win the championship. Um, I thought this match was slightly better than that match, but I have seen these two deliver better matches before. Okay. Like nothing they've done on NXT UK have yeah. have kind of compared to when they have uh, squared up in the Indies, for example. I've seen them do better matches okay. when they were younger. Okay. Uh, this despite that though, this was a slightly more, uh, from a story perspective and a pacing perspective, better lah. They're they're more refined wrestlers now. I mean, this match <coughs> lasted about fourteen minutes, mm-hmm. nearly fifteen, and um overall they had, you can tell the chemistry is damn good. Yeah, I mean right. they came up in Australia together, and yeah. then they moved to the UK. They came up there together too. And weirdly, their styles kind of complement one another. Sure, like Rhea is this big girl. Mm. There's this like hit you hard kind of style that she does. Tony is the uh, the scrappy underdog. The scrappy underdog. Right? Yeah, it kind of works. The the visuals of of them fighting always works. Mm-hmm. The big the big Rhea Ripley taking on the smaller Tony Storm, the yeah. underdog Tony Storm. Rhea Ripley. Generally has to do that Because yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. she's just so big la. Correct Yeah 
And I'm I'm really really glad okay. But by, by the way, because they had you know Finn Balor have a match and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other main main roster star that was NXT UK was Charlotte lah. Yeah. So I was a little afraid that they were going to have Charlotte like present someone the belt or, 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 or interact or something. Because if they want to present Rare Ripley as this monster, right? They cannot have her stand next to Charlotte. Cannot. Because she's so much smaller than her. Mm. Uh, or shorter lah at the very least lah. Yeah. So that was good. They they have the whole usual you know like oh the big star in the front row. Yeah. They're only there for five seconds then they they go backstage yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, that was fine. Um, the match itself I thought was good. Me too. Not great. Me too. Uh, I'm gonna say a bit rushed. It felt a bit rushed. I felt, it like, felt like yeah, they wanted the mini, the, like they were running out of time. Yeah, I felt yeah. like they could have they could have used more. Milked it out a bit more. More time. Okay, another five minutes would be perfect. Yeah, yeah, just an yeah. extra five minutes of a uh, climactic uh, build up uh, will yeah. be will be really good. It felt a wee bit rushed. Uh. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still good time. Fifteen minutes is still good time, but I felt that this story could be told longer. Yeah. 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 Um, Ripley gets a ton of heat of Storm. Uh, there, was the, there was the story of the match, you know, the, the hair pulling and all of that. Yeah. Uh, Storm coming from behind. Um, I feel Tony Storm winning this was al- always a matter of time. She was always destined to be the face the, of yeah. the women's uh, division in the UK brand. Yeah. So that's great. Uh, I was slightly shocked though that it happened now, because I knew it would happen eventually, but it happened now because Ripley had a very short run. Not only a short run, but. I thought they would trust her a bit more. Yeah, you know, because she has been great. She had, she has been delivering quality matches. Mm. She has been delivering great promos. Her social media work has been excellent. Mm. You know, like she fits that 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 new WWE superstar mold very well. And a huge champion, she was being really good as a huge champion, lah. Yeah, you know, her words were really cutting during the promos and all that. Like how she, she's so much more natural as a huge than let's say Nia Jax. Mm. You know. And yeah lah, so yeah, I I'm as surprised lah that that Tony Storm did won the title. Yeah, I felt that Rhea deserved a few more weeks with it lah. Yeah. yeah. Um. Or at least two, three more defenses lah. There's this weird like space time continuum with the NXT UK tapings. Because, yeah lah. Exactly. Uh, Rhea has actually been a champion for five months now. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it was actually it's actually a fairly long reign lah. Yeah. Uh, with a lot of dark match uh defenses. For example, she defended against Dakota Kai at yeah. Evolution, which yeah. was a dark match. Uh, but in canon, she's only been champion for forty days. Exactly. So I don't know what to think Like or how do you rate this Do you do, you do it like Pete Dunn style Where you ca- you count the non-canon also Has she know. been like a 5 month champion Or is she like uh, a 40 day champion I'm not sure Because it feels like she's a 40 day champion Yeah yeah At least on TV lah On from TV what, what's yeah. presented. From network lah yeah. Correct correct, correct. correct. Yeah because I guess they, they weren't counting her as the UK So this champion. is one of the confusing things about NXT UK lah yeah yeah, yeah 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 This is why we're in a different timeline <laughs> Yeah different timeline As we mentioned yeah. earlier uh, solid, solid match. Uh, three, three point three point two five for me. Okay, three and a half for me. Three and a half, yeah. Cause yeah. I, it's it's just because I have very high expectations for these two, lah. Yeah. I've seen them deliver better matches. Uh, but this was uh all that being said, this was a really good one too. Yep. Uh, Tony Storm, I think. Okay, this is what I wanted to bring up also. Go ahead. Now that Tony Storm is champion, right? Yeah. And they should they'll probably do the whole mandatory defense thing, lah. Mm. Uh, which is fine to me. But after Tony Storm gets through Rhea Ripley, right? What is next? I think that the UK division on the women's side is a bit thin. There is Isla Dawn who isn't really much of a threat. Although they've been giving her wins. Yeah. But Isla Dawn just like, I don't buy it. Like, Neither do I. I don't know whether... I mean, she can be a good mid-cuddler. Yeah, not a championship material yet though. Like Lacey Evans level, you know, kind of thing. Or you have uh, Zaya Brookside who is phenomenal for being 18. 
But not there yet lah nope. And she won't be there For at least another th- Three to five years lah yeah. um, So What's there? Bring the woman From the main rosters over What Becky Lynch? Everybody <laughs> No lah Um What we saw actually on on ringside, we saw um, Jazzy Gabbard, yeah, the the huge German girl that we yeah. that we saw in Mian Classic. That that feels like could be a a good foil for Tony Storm. Actually, just the Mian Classic people might just drop back here. Mm. Then that will help also. They've done, but yeah, but I mean, how do you build them as like contenders? Ch- contender and and a ch- and the next champion because mm. Tony Storm can't be champion forever. But then the next champion also needs to have you know a good long reign yeah. like, I don't see who it can be. You're right. I neither can I. Yeah, and it it's a bit bugging me a bit lah. It's cause I I don't see a, f- I don't see a long term future for the division past these two girls la. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. Huh. I'm just contemplating. I also cannot think. I'm like thinking really hard right now, mm. and I really cannot come up with a name. I mean, ideally they will have to have. There'll be Dakota Sky lah. Dakota Sky or like sorry, Dakota Dakota Sky. Dakota Sky. Porn star. I have no idea. I think I don't even think that's a sponsor. I think it's just a name you made up. Dakota Kai, it would make okay. sense. Yeah, um, Dakota Kai. Ideally, the, whoever they pick has to be from either the UK or the Commonwealth, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that limits the the pool even more when yeah. you're thinking about the Mian Classic. So I do, I really don't know. Hmm. Uh, Dakota Kai herself, as much as I'm a huge fan of her, I think she's a better wrestler than these two actually. But uh, I feel like Dakota Kai hasn't pre- hasn't been presented like that much of a threat. Yet lah, so I wouldn't buy her as a challenger. I mean, she's an underdog level kind of superstar lah. Mm. Always come from behind, you know. But she has fantastic matches with Shayna Baszler, for example. She has had fantastic matches with both with Tony, both Storm, Tony Storm, and Rhea Ripley. Ripley yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would, I would buy that for sure. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Dakota Kai has an ACL surgery. Yeah. Recently, so she'll so be she's out, out also for the next nine months to a year. So mm. I don't know. I think Jazzy Gabbard would be great. Yeah, uh, Tony Storm is a, like you said just now, the scrappy underdog fighting yeah. is the huge, huge gigantic woman. person. Yeah, so that would be fun to watch. Agreed, agreed. But, but a bit, I don't know. I don't know. Um, we'll see where this goes, lah. This is what the performance center is for, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. The Isla Dons of the world will get to develop. Uh, I I think Ginny, uh, is potential also. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, she had a match with Isla Dawn in the pre-show though. Mm, mm. Yeah. So um, Ginny and Aladon Are like the second tier lah Of the women's division yeah. Currently So we'll see how it goes from there I will keep my eyes on it yeah. uh, Next up we obviously have The main event Of the evening uh, Pete Dunn Our long running Historic 600 plus plus days champion yeah. uh, Since what May 2017 mm-hmm. uh, For those of you Who don't remember NXT TakeOver Chicago uh, match of the year candidate for that year, and and that year had Omega versus Okada, you know. Yeah. Uh, so for you to be considered alongside that, that was a great match. Like. That that's yeah. the match that put the UK division on the, on map, the map in WWE. Uh, Pete Dunn is the cornerstone of NXT UK. Yeah. The the build the brand is built around him, like right. literally. How how do you find a challenger for him outside of Tyler Bate? I couldn't think of one. You just in, need to in, bring in people. Correct. Initially, but I felt that uh, this build up with Joe Coffey um, forming um, a counter stable to British strong style called yeah. Gallus. Yeah. I thought this was smart because the, the Gallus feels like a, a big threat, la. like yeah. they're, 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 they're big boys. Big boys. Uh, I mean, not to be confused with uh, the big strong boys which are on the other side. <laughs> uh, but Joe Coffey, Mark Coffey, Wolfgang are huge. Yeah. Uh, it's just to me a bit hilarious, right? That the strongest and most hyped amongst them, right, yeah. is the smallest amongst the them. Because yeah. you know when you s- whenever you see Wolfgang and Mark Coffee walk walk through Coffee out, I'm like, huh? They're a lot bigger. Huh? 
I mean, yeah. I know Djokovic is big, uh, but he looks tiny uh, compared to them. Uh, you know, <laughs> the stoutest, uh, the stoutest. Yeah, right, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think about uh, this main event match? <sighs> Pete Dunne can do no wrong. Uh. Sure. Yeah. I have not seen a bad Pete Dunne match or any matches involving Pete Dunne which was not good. Mm. Yeah. I mean, even like the War Games one. Mm. He was in War Games, right? Yeah, for a while in it lah. In short while. Yeah, short while lah. But even that was good. Mm-hmm. You know. So Pidan and Joe Coffee, right? I wasn't surprised at how good this match was. Mm-hmm. It's a solid four out of five for me. Mm. Just because best of the night for me, lah. Yeah, best of the night, mm. definitely. And this is how a main event should be like, lah. It yeah. should be the highlight of the night. Of course, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And uh, how reliable is Pidan? Yeah, this this why this is why you know? he is the six hundred day soon yeah. to be seven hundred day champion. Yeah, yeah. And how he he worked with coffee was great, lah. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, have I seen them fight before? Um, I've seen them in six man tag matches because I saw British Strong yeah, versus Gallus just last that, week, right? Yeah. yeah. Apart from that, nothing, right? I I'm fairly sure they've, in the they've come something. across each other yeah, yeah, in the yeah, which yeah. I have not seen, lah. Mm-hmm. So. This was fun. It was all around fun. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't think actually that Pete Dunne's style will appeal to me, but it does. You know, he's not really the most high flying, uh, gravity defying kind of superstar, right? Mm. But just how his ring psychology is so on point for someone so young, mm-hmm. right? He understands like how to move, how to pick his spots correctly, mm. and how to react to everything that Joe Coffee does, right? Yeah, in a very Pete Dunne like way. Uh yeah, I mean just he, adds that whole soundscape landscape of the match lah for he, me. Like his stables gimmick or name implies, right? British strong style. What they're good at is like this strong solid strikes lah. Very yeah. very kind of basic wrestling lah, where your punches look good, your kicks look yeah. good, and then you move on from there. Then you do your high flying yeah. stuff. You know, it's it's real. Solid fundamental wrestling Correct. You know the stuff that Like Jim Cornette Always talks about la. Yeah. You can do the high flying stuff After you do this basic stuff You earn it la, You, you know? earn it la, You know Kick done uh, Kick done uh, Pete done You know His kicks yeah. His punches His uh, joint manipulation His mad wrestling You don't just go into uh, uh, You know Your bitter end At the beginning you know Correct Correct Yeah, yeah. I mean, the it's, build called up the, it's called the bitter end Yeah I know what you mean uh, But you know uh, But at the same time Also Pete Dunne does Can do high spots also He can Yeah, yeah So but it, it always comes at the appropriate time, you see. Like he, he picks, he picks just the right time. Yes. He's not like um the ricochet that we you know will start with it, will <laughs> will middle with it, will end with it. You know. No, to be fair, ricochet is a lot better now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think NXT has really helped him improve his uh, ring psychology, mm. la. Like like Will Osprey la. They both come a long way, la. Yeah. Uh, but I think Pidan more e- more even than Will Osprey to be honest, has has better command of ring psychology, of timing, of storytelling. Yeah. With physical movement, la. Yeah, I agree. What what I. I was listening to Kick to the Gut about uh, the NGPW, the NGPW Wrestle Kingdom review. Yeah. Um, I Were you talking to them? No, no, no. Um, I was listening to them. Oh, uh, me too. Yeah, I was listening yeah. to the Wrestle Kingdom review and they pointed out something that I didn't point out but I, I thought as well when I was watching that match. Like, they pointed out that the World Osprey, um, uh, who did he take on? Oh, um, Ibushi? Ibushi, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the World Osprey Ibushi match, right, was good but too good. Like everything they did looks so smooth. Everything Will Osprey did looks so too like perfect, per- uh. too perfect. It was their words lah. <laughs> it was just too technically sound, you know. And it doesn't look realistic because nothing. Okay, okay. Not like for example, we look at man-made structures and you look at nature, right? There's nothing realistic. There's nothing like 
smooth and and angular or ninety degrees about nature. You know? Okay, it has to look messy a bit to make it feel real. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and what Pete Dunne and guys like Tyler Bate do, right? It, they make it look messy. So there was this one particular spot I really want to highlight on this match, lah, where uh, Pete Dunne and Joe Coffey are standing on the top rope. Pete Dunne goes up, tries to grab a hold of Joe Coffey, and then Joe Coffey just like stumbles backwards. Yeah. Um, it looked like a legit shoot fall. Yeah. An accident. Okay. I mean, um, so I um, I was gasped, uh, gasped because I thought, oh shit, what a big mistake! Uh, is Joe Coffee injured down. and all yeah. that? You know, and f- fall down now. So I'm not sure whether that was a shoot for or not because there was a second spot where they did it again. Yeah. So they both went to the top rope, but this time both of them stumbled over, and yeah. they stumbled over like, like you not know, jumping, you know, like they just fell, and it, it looked okay. it looked brutal. It looked like it hurt, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they did it a second time, right? It's like fucking math rock and jazz lah. If you do it twice, right? It, maybe the first it's one was intentional. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or, or at least it leads the audience to think it was intentional lah. Oh my god! Yeah, you're right. So there are a couple of things about that. First of all, if it was planned, like it's like oh, we make this look like a shoot, and then like we make it look like a shoot again, you know, to to climax that particular spot lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is just great ring psychology and great planning by both of them lah. Yeah. And understanding what what looks real to an audience. Yeah. If it was a shoot fall, like if Joe Coffey really really fell, and they improvised the second spot. That's clever to make to make it look like that's jazz, also super clever. You know, it's not a mistake if you do it twice. Yeah, <laughs> I then that's equally impressive ring yeah. psychology. So whatever it was, right? This was fucking great, lah. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. So I mean, like immediately when I thought about that, I thought about like what uh, Kick Together was saying about Will Ospreay. Like, yeah, that's that's how we make it look real, lah. That was a high spot, but the way they fell looked so messy. Okay. They felt like just just two guys who who lost their balance and fell down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, there wasn't like a seven twenty flip to it or anything. You know? But that's the ring psychology we always talk about, lah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. You're right. So either way, whether it was a mistake or whether it wasn't, actually, in fact, actually, if it was a mistake, I'll be so much more impressed with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's on the fly They have to think about Yeah Correct correct Jazz man Wrestling is jazz I mean Some some wrestlers Play jazz lah Some wrestlers play jazz yeah. lah And some play classical la. Yeah yeah. Like uh, Triple H What is that Triple H classical Classical lah right Ca- Definitely classical lah slow, slow prodding Technically sound Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I love This match I thought it was a solid 4 or 5 Yeah me too uh, Best match of the night Like that That being said um, one Not of one of Pete Dunne's um lower end lower end matches. Yeah, I've I've seen so much better from him. I, I mean, we s- we seen him live twice, and we know what he can do. Correct, correct. I felt like I, at least for the WWE is yeah. concerned, I've seen um the Tyler Bate matches. Tyler Bate. The his two matches with Tyler Bate. Yeah, five out of five, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I've seen him the Jordan Devlin match I mentioned. Yeah, that, better than this a, one. Also another five out of five. Um, his matches with uh Danny Birch, Noam Dar. All those are like in the fours, four point five, four point five kind of thing. So. This was actually right. Believe it or not, one of his weaker matches. Weaker matches, I agree. Which is astounding to think because la. the quality is great. Yeah, quality is great. Yeah, like if this is your first time watching Pete Dunne, you'll be like, "Oh wow, this guy is fucking amazing!" You know, his ring quality is great. Yeah, and then when you see his 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 yeah. backlog, you know. Yeah, and and we are like those like you know in the hipster douchebag who be like, "Yeah, we saw yeah. him first. But did you did you listen to the first EP? <laughs> you know, but the first EP was so much better than this. Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah, kind yeah. of thing, like With that kind. Uh, <laughs> but it's true No no yeah, no. His, his body of work Has so much better matches oh, right. Crazy to think yeah. about uh, Pete Dunne is the future We saw him first guys uh, But then But then uh, As we mentioned the future uh, The near fall structure Of Pete Dunne's matches Is starting to wear Thin Thin on yeah. me a bit It feels a bit samey samey Because I've seen a lot of his matches Yeah So there was a lot of Near falls towards the end uh, The counters blah 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 And I feel like I've seen that kind of sequencing before We have Yeah So Maybe try something new 
still entertaining but still, yeah you're right you're right that it is getting a bit thin you're right you're right i do enjoy though that uh joe coffee is still kept strong yeah because he done hit how many bitter ends on him and couldn't a finish lot. him Bitter end, um, bitter end is usually very protected. Super protected, yeah. at least in a WWE context. Yeah, 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 not in NJPW or anything, but in WWE, the bitter end is super protected. Nobody yeah. is ever kicked out from it, like ever. Mm. And uh, Joe Coffee got hit with it like twice, three times. The last one, right? I mean, he went for a pin immediately. Yeah. At least the first couple of times, Joe Coffee like rolled out of the ring or Pete was too exhausted to cover. Yeah. And he covered late, but the last one, he he covered immediately. Jokovi kicked out yeah. I mean that made him look strong I agree In the end he had to uh, Smoothly transition To the joint manipulation The finger breaking And then yeah. uh, Jokovi tapped out But uh, I thought That was what's different About the finish Yeah Yeah The fact that he couldn't rely On the bitter end So there A bit of innovation for you Yeah a slight in- innovation yeah. He had to go for a submission yeah. Correct uh, Good stuff here But yeah. I mean speaking about The future of NXT UK we, Let's talk about Walter man Although we had heard about we, I mean we actually talked about The signing last week We did, we did yeah. uh, Or a couple of weeks ago Whenever our last episode was la, yeah. Where we talked about Walter signing We talked about his unique Deal with NXT UK yeah. Where he will never Ever ever refuse Go to the uh, main roster Yeah he refuses to go To uh, The United States uh, Just in general Because he, he hates Performing in America He wants to stay close to home He wants to stay with family yeah. He wants to do Only UK tapings Or European tapings Yeah uh, which is why he's still allowed to work in the indies and has a more flexible flexible contract, contract than Pete Dunne and Tyler yeah, Bate, who right. themselves also have a flexible contract. Yeah. Uh, because the WWE don't see him as a long term uh, investment uh, because yeah. you know he doesn't want to be called up. So okay lah, whatever like, you use him for NXT UK. And which is um, fine yeah. So we were expecting to see Walter here. I thought there were there would be two options with how Walter would be presented. The first was the usual, you know, like a. Uh, Ricochet and Matt Riddle in the crowd I wave to yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. And the second is To challenge Pete Dunne yeah. And once I started In the midway through this match I started thinking ah, Pete Dunne's winning this yeah. Which is why this match Was in the 5 also Because you know very we, we knew the ending A little predictable yeah. Because Joe Coffey isn't Built for To be the top Top guy Not yet Not yet lah, Not yeah. yet at least lah. But I, I I couldn't imagine Joe Coffey like headlining a show Yeah neither Like can by I. himself lah, Without Pete Dunne Or anything lah. So yeah. I just couldn't see it so I was like, okay, lah, Pete Dunne's winning this. Uh. Then I immediately started thinking, who hasn't Pete Dunne run through? He's run through all the top stars, you know? <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, they just signed Walter, they signed right? So I mean, it has to be like Walter taking him on, right? Yep. Uh, true enough, Walter comes out to uh, Symphony Number no. 9. I think um, so. And then the crowd just goes nuts, chanting they Walter, humming his theme song, singing his theme song as the UK crowd is wanted to do. Uh, Pete Dunne looking like, ah, oh, fuck, another one. But this time there was like a bit of like concern. I mean, Walter is an intimidating individual. Uh. I mean, he's this famous for his chops. Yeah, and then Walter has this. I don't want to say Nazi gimmick. No lah, but, but just it's like a, a military gimmick, right? It's like that um that at attention military kind of mm. poise German military, not. But it's classical lah. I mean, that it's very classical German. Okay, Prussian lah. Yeah, it's very Prussian. It's existed way yeah. before. Like Frederick the, the Great, kind of. You know, that kind of poise when the he like steps eight, into the ring. 18th, 19th century. Yeah, 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 that yeah. kind. So not, I'm not talking about Nazis, but I'm talking German military poise. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. stature. Yeah, yeah. You know, when he just, when he just uh, straightens up, I mean, put his hands behind his back, straightens up and just raises his nose a bit at, at, at uh, Pete Dunne, right? Mm. That did it for me. I was like, damn son, this is going to be this is gonna be terrible for Pete Dunne. Uh, uh, the clash of styles also. Exactly. Uh, the clash of their personalities. One is like very like street 
Yeah. You know, the Mancunian kind of Guy Ritchie-esque uh, One has character. This, this very superior kind of like uh, Ubermensch kind of thing. Ubermensch, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, the, the Again, I'm not trying to say it's a Nazi. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, the Germans have this statue. Uh, yeah, you going, know what I mean? Going throughout history, the 18th, 19th century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the jacket uh, behind... Uh, says Ring General. Says Ring General, which is his nickname, uh, as, yeah. as most of us know. Yeah. His, I wonder whatever happened to his ring come partner. Is he just alone right now? But okay, whatever. Yeah, la. whatever. La. Uh, there is also Marcel Bartel in uh, NXT UK who he yeah. could team up with if he wanted yeah. to. But I mean, Marcel Bartel is teaming up with Fabian Eichner. La. Yeah, for now. Yeah, but also another crazy pair. Correct, correct. Because they're both very good. Yeah, but oh I would love the three of them. I would love to see like a Euro- like what they're calling them, right? The European Union uh, stable. Yeah. To kind of counteract the other two stables that are already here. Oh my god, with the Brexit thing in the air and all that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fabian Eigner, I know, is not German. I know. I know. We all know. But he's Italian, which is close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Again, not trying to say that they're fascists or they're, you know, but we're saying that kind of very... Oh my God, if they call them the Axis, it would be I so know, good. Because, okay, no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> this is what wrestling has always done, bro. I know. But they're a lot more... Oh my God, call them the Axis, please. Oh my God. No, they can't, they can't. They not can't, in, not in 2018. Not in 2018. But, but, man, the Axis would be such a good name. Walter, Fabian, yeah, 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 and uh, what um, Batel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all they need is like a Japanese guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 transfer like Kenta over or whatever, oh you know? Oh my god, if Kenta goes over, yeah, we'll do, we'll do whole existing. Oh like. no, that will be so good. No, but, <laughs> but they won't But like uh, My my general thought about that To bring it back to its essence So was that like I think um, It would be nice to see Walter head up that particular faction Yeah Yeah, yeah. Uh, He has the poise He has the poise I mean Master Battle Essentially ripped off uh, Walter's gimmick from the indie <laughs> yeah. In fact when Master Battle Debuted in NXT right He used uh, Symphony number no. 9 also Yeah Which uh, I th- Confused me I talked to I mean Listen back to our episode uh, When Master Battle Debut, I was like, fuck, this is just such a huge rip-off of Walter. Walter by Kayla. Yeah. I mean, I know they are both just doing standard Prussian things. Yeah. So it was not that rip-off. Like. It's like, you know, like, choose your own adventure to suing Netflix for Bandersnatch. It's yeah. fucking weird. Like. You can't sue over a concept, like, which that's existed way before you. Right? Did they trademark the phrase, choose your own adventure, though? No, the, the suit was over tarnishing the choose your adventure name. Oh, Tarin fuck off. Uh. It was fucking weird, lah. I mean, every RPG game ever is choose your own adventure. Exactly. Um. So I, d- I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But yeah, okay. me too. But anyway, back to wrestling. Wal- Walter is great. Uh, Walter. The look. Walter, is the first time ever, right? First time ever in six hundred days, right? That I think, yeah, Pidan's losing the title. <laughs> right. Yeah, I feel like Walter is a a big enough star. Stat in the independent stature, Walter yeah. is above Pidan. Yeah. In in the pracking order lah. So that's why I think Pidan. Yeah. You've met your match Finally I mean, Finally will, uh, I mean Pidan will actually have Hold the record right For longest title reign In the modern era Oh it'll be hard to beat right? He's doubled everyone else Yeah So yeah Because of that Yeah Walter might win You're right mm-hmm. And Maybe not immediately Not immediately Yeah Maybe around Summertime I think Yeah Like Pidan will have a good Another like 50 days To 100 days I really don't mind Yeah uh, I think I think it'll be it'll be great like, It'll be great. Uh, okay, so overall as NXT uh, UK takeover Blackpool, uh, how would you rate the event as a whole? Oh my god, oh my god, this is uh, this is a easy four la, for me. Yeah, it's a four. Easy four. I think it's a four as well. 
Yeah, I mean it's a strong solid four. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to have. Yeah, it's very hard to have a a pure five out of five a uh, pay per view. Sure. The last time we was Wrestle Kingdom eleven or something, mm, or ten. In recent memory, I actually think um last year's Takeover New Orleans. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Was oh yeah, that was that's that's a that's a strong contender for five out of five. Just the first Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano match, and then if right, you look right. at the undercard, it was fucking crazy, lah. Yeah, sorry, I f- I keep forgetting NXT sometimes. We are watching NXT right now. I know, but this UK different. Yeah, sure, okay. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Uh, it's very rare for, and this is what their first takeover, right? Mm-hmm. How insane is this? Is their first takeover, and this is the quality we get. They've had like quote unquote network specials before. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But this is their first proper, proper like, like five pay-per-view. match card, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and well done, lah. I mean, it really, it it really helped that it it was a kind of a uh, pay per view that um the hardcores will enjoy. A lot of people I saw online lah, not they they liked the event or yeah. loved it even now, but felt that it was a step down from the usual NXT takeovers. Step down. Uh, which I have to say, I love this event. I I agree though, but I mean, do keep in mind that NXT took how many years to get to their level? Yeah, exactly. That's that, that's another thing. Yeah. Um. I mean, give them time lah. It's only been a couple of months, guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, um. I'm sure the next takeover will be better and then the one after that will be even better and then so on. And, and so as they grow bigger, they get bigger stadiums, they get bigger venues and mm. all that. Like, I mean, I really like the aesthetic now. Yeah. It suits them and it continues that the aesthetic that they already have going. Yeah. Right? But part of me actually thinks, right, that like, I, I want them to go to, you know, the O2 arena and stuff like that, right? But at the same time, these small little venues are so great presentation-wise. Yes. Yeah. I, I love that. Lah. And how the, the crowd just feels like so intimate and it's small yet big you know what I mean yeah there's a mag- majesty to those venues yeah Um, which like I like the NXT purposefully in the beginning Uh, replicated the bingo hall nature of indie wrestling like they made it purposely look lo-fi Uh, the UK lo-fi is a bit different yeah so it, it has this like very nice flavour to it alright I yeah. agree Love that, but eventually, don't get me wrong. Eventually, I think they will be like NXT takeover, like, where they will be hit headlining like Barclays Center type type yeah. venues, lah. Not not maybe not uh not the O two lah, but close enough lah. You know, yeah, like the yeah. Manchester Arena, the sixteen thousand, yeah, seventeen thousand seaters kind of thing, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely, man. Um, one thing, okay, um, NXT takeover UK right was late at night lah. It was three a.m. in the morning. Yep. I was watching it live. I watched it when I woke up. <coughs> okay, you know that, that's fine. It's whatever. You you spoiler free, so it's okay. Yeah. So I was watching it live, and I have to admit, right, just before the Pete Dunne match, yeah. I fell asleep, because it was like uh five thirty in the morning. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it, it had nothing to do with the quality of the event. That I just have to say it's that just the timing. Timing. I was just so tired. I'm I get that. it. Been out the whole day, but because they had been airing these promos for chasing the magic, the Nigel McGuinness story. Um, you know, talking about Nigel Bergenis' um, journey, amazing independent career, but yeah. unheralded in the mainstream sense due to certain circumstances, lah. Correct, correct. If you watch the documentary, which I highly recommend, uh, but they've been airing the promos for that during NXT UK, la, which yeah. is perfect, like you know, because UK audience, right? Correct. So I fell asleep watching that promo during NXT UK. So I had this weird fucking ass dream that I just have to tell you live on there because I didn't, I we didn't talk about this like off air at all. Yeah, what happened? So okay, I was dreaming, right? Like oh who after the Pete Dunne match who's gonna take on Pete Dunne right? Oh so my god! So in my dream right, Nigel like Nigel Bergenis like t- took off his suit like came from the commentary and attacked Pete Dunne, <laughs> and then he announced that he was cleared by WWE finally, and then they cut to his documentary. 
I thought that I I legit thought that wow that would be amazing, sir. <laughs> Because people are like uh, People who, WWE fans Who know Nigel Buganis As the commentator And then he's like You know You guys don't know about me I was like The greatest UK wrestler ever You know that kind of thing And then they cut to his story Perfect right Oh my god you're right That was, that was my dream booking I'm sorry Nigel We can't do this anymore But um, Yeah but I, I wish that was the case uh. I mean Yeah But that documentary though mm, mm. I mean now we can segue Into the documentary I mean though. he's not taking on Pete Dunne or anything But uh he was he was a great wrestler of his time lah, which yeah. is the the, the Daniel, uh, pre Dan, pre pre Danielson era lah. Oh, pre Daniel Bryan era, but during the Danielson during era. During the Danielson era. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. during the. But I mean, he started before Daniel Bryan. Sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. And uh, and to to showcase their rivalry was kind of cool lah, to yeah. see all the ROH tapes and all that. I think it's cool because uh, the Nigel Beginners uh, American Dragon feud was what put both of them on the map yeah. in a in a main in a indie sense lah. I like how he calls him Dragon. I mean, he was the he was the American Dragon yeah, for the yeah, longest exactly. time yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I thought it was great. He was the longest ever ROH pure champion, 350 days, you know. Um He's had uh, matches, great, great matches if you look them up. Um, against Samojo, Samojo, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins, Kurt Angle, Kevin Owens, El Generico, um, all the ROH guys lah. Mad, right? In fact, the current crop of top WWE stars today were from that generation of ROH, yeah. which has to sting Nigel a bit or a lot lah. Because they're now the superstars leading the way lah. Correct, correct, yeah. The, these are the guys that he came up with, mm-hmm. and if it wasn't for certain unfortunate circumstances, you know, like getting he, hepatitis. Yeah, he would be there lah. Yeah. Uh, his torn bicep, which had fully healed. But uh, the WWE did clear him. Because he didn't. I mean, I'm a freelancer. I get this. You know, the whole no healthcare, uh, no assurances about whether you will get signed if you get the surgery. Okay, so so here's here's what happened lah. He tore his bicep during a match in yeah. ROH. Yeah. Uh, he he has this very hard wrestling style, uh, not not high flying, but hard, hard hitting, hard hitting, hard hits. Yeah. Uh, wrestling style. Uh, it took a toll on his body, lah. Uh, several concussions. Uh, he tore his retina. Uh, shoulder surgery. Uh, no, yeah. sh- shoulder injury, torn bicep and stuff like that. And he yeah. wrestled through everything. Yep. So the doctor advised him, okay, this torn bicep is very serious. Torn biceps are serious, lah. You cannot afford the surgery, which is eight thousand dollars out of pocket. Yeah. I mean, I understand how a freelancer can't afford that. Yeah. Uh, then just rest up lah. So he, the normal way, natural way, you let the scar tissue heal over yeah. after six, seven, eight months. You got to go already lah. It's as good as new lah. So when he finally got called up by the WWE, which was his dream from for as as a young boy, I've always wanted to go to the WWE. Daniel yeah. Bryan didn't. Daniel yeah, Bryan wanted yeah. to be an indie star. He just wanted to be, he had a love for wrestling, not not a love not for the WWE. WWE. But but um, McGinnis had that. Yeah, I want to be in WWE He told the stories About how like The first ever Wrestling event He watched was SummerSlam 90 First ever wrestling event He attended live Was SummerSlam 92 Where British Bulldog Defeated Bret Hart For the Intercontinental title Yeah So I mean Stuff like that He always wanted to be WWE So his dream Finally came And then They refused to clear him Because he was honest During his medicals Yeah Daniel Bryan wasn't Yeah Daniel Bryan I mean the, the hilarious aside Was like Daniel Bryan was like I was very dishonest During my medicals Which is why I'm in My situation right now Yeah uh, but both thing Nigel McGuinness he, he revealed that He had torn his bicep uh, c- A few months earlier yeah. He had fully healed And his doctor said It was healed already Yeah yeah uh, But it was like It's not surgically repaired And we need for you To get it surgically repaired Before we can clear you yeah. Which makes no sense Because Why would you go for a surgery For something that's already that you healed That you don't need yeah. That you don't need uh, On the 50-50 chance That if you do the surgery And 6 months It might destroy your bicep Yeah okay Number one it might destroy your bicep Or it might go smoothly 
you do the six to eight months of rehab, and then, and then, then WWE again. loses interest. Yeah. Because you know you haven't been around now, and there's no hype for you anymore. Correct. So, anyone in his position, I understand it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like I, I think if I was him, I wouldn't have gone for the surgery either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just a wasted opportunity, lah. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, 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 I mean, I, I, I be, before this documentary, I didn't really know much on Nigel McGuinness. I knew that he was a wrestler last time. Mm. He got into injuries and he retired. Mm. I didn't realize how big an influence he was on so many wrestlers. At least in in the United Kingdom, lah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but even then, also the 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 people that he, the ROH people also. Um, Tyler Black, Seth Rollins. Yeah. Um, All the guys that we have seen, Kevin Steen, uh, Kevin Owens. Uh, El Generico even slash Demi Zane, yeah. um, Claudio slash Cesaro. Yeah, Cesaro. Also, who was that ROH guy, lah? Yeah. In the day, oh, man, that ROH roster was stacked, ah. It was. And who pushed them? WWE. And who are they? Wasted them. Yeah. Uh, for for the most part. For most of them. Uh, Seth Rollins maybe the one exception. Daniel Bryan and Daniel also. Bryan, uh. But the rest a bit wasted. Even Daniel Bryan was an accident. Correct, correct. Yeah. But I mean, thinking about the 2006 to 2011 ROH, my God. That was, that was an insane roster, bro. It was. It was. It was really crazy. Samoa Joe was there. Hey, don't forget CM Punk was there too. CM Punk. Yeah. Holy Jesus. That was that was the who's who. Uh. Yeah, the who's who. You're right. God damn. I mean, WWE really planted them. Uh. They did. Uh, and, and for all the shit that Jim Connett gets about indie wrestling, right? You know who built those guys? Who was the head booker during that time? It was Jim Connett. Jim Connett lah. Jim Connor was instrumental in building up Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, El Generico, Tyler Black, Cesaro, McGuinness, McGuinness, all these guys, lah. Huh. Yeah, I mean, so some, I know it's cool to hit on Jim Connor, and part of it, I think he's playing on it. You know, yeah, yeah. he's working heel to get attention. To be fair, even we don't really hate Jim Connor, lah. No, I mean he makes so many good points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, we know that he's a bit too old school. Yeah. Like but but a part of me also thinks that his old school like thing is a gimmick. Yeah. Like he's working us. Yeah, a yeah. bit to an extent. Like an old school carny like that, right, will keep working you like, on his podcast. On uh. his quote unquote shoot podcast. <laughs> but to get attention, like, you know, uh his uh his tweets back and forth with the young bucks and Kenny Omega about oh you suck, oh you don't know wrestling, blah blah blah. Part of it has to be a work, right? It has to be. Yeah. Because there's no way he looks at their work now and say that it still sucks. La. Yeah, yeah, exactly. La. Yeah. I mean the, the no person in their right mind would say that sucks, lah. But who knows? Who knows? Nigel McGuinness, right? Um, unheralded talent. Unheralded it is. Talent, I yeah. mean, uh, because of the documentary, I have such a better perspective on him. Yeah. And like... Oh, fuck. I'm, I'm looking at his bio right now. I mean, uh, he was in ROH with Chris Hero also. Cassius yeah, Ono right Cassius now. Ono. God damn. What a roster. I was surprised that, that so many ROH tips were given. Yeah. Yeah. Right? There's so many ROH... Um, it was majority ROH la, and one TNA clip. They had some impact clips. Uh, his uh, famous match with Kurt Angle. Kurt la. Angle, la, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you can't go to WWE wrestling, Kurt Angle is uh, the <laughs> next best thing. La, yeah. uh, he's a legend, yeah. for sure. Um, I would encourage you to go watch some of his matches, with, especially the Daniel Bryan feud, the Bryan Danielson feud. Yeah. I'm uh, just surprised because everybody that he wrestled with is now in the WWE. Correct. Which, which is part of why he was so bitter la. yeah I mean that message when uh, when da- Daniel Bryan won the heavyweight championship yeah I mean um, <laughs> then uh, sorry that you're not here wow I felt it sir. Daniel, uh, Daniel Bryan I mean good friends la, with him Nigel Beginners Nigel Beginners was going on this uh, 12 month farewell tour la. yeah and I mean he got a lot of respect during that farewell tour a lot of people were giving speeches but you know he was, was Trent 7 gave Trent 7 and all yeah. of that you know uh, 
so but at the same time it was kind of sad because he was playing in this like bingo halls mm. or like uh, high school gymnasiums mm. to like 50 60 people kind of thing but uh, the peers of the industry recognize who and what he is lah yeah yeah and he 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 felt himself to be a failure but he was not lah i mean he was, he, he was a good great professional wrestler yeah uh, but i mean the the night of his last ever match right yeah. i mean was when daniel bryan won, won his, his world heavyweight championship lah yeah And just the contrast the on, Yeah the cash in The famous cash in And the, the contrast of their fortunes lah, Between Nigel McGuinness And his old friend uh, Daniel Bryan yeah. Was very stuck at that moment uh, But it also goes to show What a, what a nice guy Daniel Bryan is That he actually On the on the biggest night of his life Would text Nigel McGuinness Saying I wish yeah, you were here, were here yeah. yeah You know what a good guy lah. Yeah I mean personally If I was you know, I mean I wouldn't think about Texting my friends I'd be just like Woo party Yeah you know they kind of Yeah So yeah It was crazy lah. That was a really good documentary lah. Yeah, yeah. And oh no, right? I don't want to say. It. I kind of hated his spiky hair. Yeah, the frosted tips, right? Yeah, <laughs> he was like this. Uh, he was like this Billy Idol kind of yes, thing. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh man, it really didn't suit his face. <laughs> it really didn't suit his face. I'm sorry. But to to an uh, interesting thing about that, like he had the he has that Guinness Stout uh logo. Yeah. With the frosted tips at the top. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of cute. I thought it was quite funny. Yeah. Uh, I I I liked it as well. Yeah. 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 Um. I mean, clearly one of his inspirations was Johnny Sins. Yeah. Uh, but you know the the lineage of UK wrestling doesn't stop there because uh, one Zach Gibson is yeah. very heavily influenced, influenced by McGuinness. McGuinness, yeah. Um, he essentially is a Zach Gibson, right? If you see his matches, he's a McGuinness tribute act, you know. Yeah. Like he, had, he had the Shankly Gates was McGuinness's finisher. Yeah. And everything. Um, I'm guessing he cleared this with McGuinness. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 But uh, and uh, part of it is flattery also, like you know. Yeah. I want to be the new Nigel Baginis. Yeah. And Zach Gibson is carrying that on. La. Yeah. Uh, fantastic stuff. Good on you, Zach Gibson. Yeah. Um, sometimes I see him calling the Zach Gibson matches. Yeah. You know, he's calling it the Shankly Gates and everything. There's some, this mixture of pride and... Sorrow. Kind, kind of sorrow that like, ah, that should be me. Like like he said, like, living vicariously through, through the wrestlers. Through like. guys like Zach Gibson yeah. and Pete Dunne and all of that. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, poor thing lah. I didn't. I didn't really know too much about his story. Same. I, I knew he was a big deal, but I didn't know too much about. Uh, his yeah, story. Yeah, I I knew he was an indie star. I just didn't realize why he. And now we know why he didn't wrestle after lah. I'm glad that he got to go to the WWE lah. In the end, yeah. I mean, uh, he called WrestleMania. He's yeah. on their show several times. I mean, his dream was always to be in the WWE. Maybe he didn't expect it to be in this capacity. I mean, it's a Corey. It's a Corey kind of situation also lah. Correct. Yeah. In the way that Corey was Corey Grace was supposed to be. A big deal lah mm. He's the um, He's the British Corey Grace Don't you think A bit In terms of like You know the snarky Colour commentator Who yeah. used to be A good wrestler Yeah, yeah. Exactly Career like uh, Heartbreakingly cut short Yeah yeah. But now Becoming the I'll say Third best commentator Right now The 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 voice of UK lah Honestly He's the voice of the WWE network uh. mm. He's on We two, see him on NXT 205 Live NXT UK. NXT UK He's the voice of the network But 205 Life is still there I thought they already Replaced him It's still Percy And I'm um, sorry Not Percy It's Vic Joseph right It's Vic and Vic and Nigel eh? Not Percy ah. No no not Percy Oh NXT is Percy Percy, yes. Nigel and Mauro Correct correct Yeah Yeah. So I mean Nigel is still there On all three shows Yeah The voice of the WWE Network Yeah the voice of the WWE Network I guess you can call that About Vic also lah. Vic is the, the WWE Network's Michael Cole lah. Yeah I guess Yeah, Or Tom Phillips lah. Yeah. Right But now I'm really impressed By their, their commentating stuff Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Nigel McGuinness right has been a great discovery ever since he came into the NXT UK tournament last year. Yeah, I I think he's been just a, such a stellar commentator. I agree. Fantastic I'm down, stuff. I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about uh, 
indie wrestling. A E W. All elite wrestling. Ooh yeah. Um, it looks like they're really going uh all in betting on themselves. Yeah. Um, they are funded by the Khans though. Yeah. The, f- the famous Khan family who owns, who owns uh the Jacksonville Jaguars. Fulham f- Football Club. Fulham FC. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, those are those are, yeah, rich lah. Those are big investments. They are yeah. Pakistani American billionaires. Yeah. Uh, although I mean. <clears throat> Whenever I hear Jacksonville Jaguars, I just have to, you know, shout Blake Bottles. <laughs> uh, I mean, as a guy who watches the NFL, and as a guy who watches the Good Place, <laughs> I watch that too. <laughs> but um, the Jacksonville Jaguars had a weird season this year. Yeah, their 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 storied defense. <laughs> I mean, they have this elite defense that has been tearing the place down. But the Jacksonville Jaguars are always never they're never on time for the ball. They always fall short. You know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, like Blake Bottles is a famously um inconsistent uh, quarterback la, yeah as you know from the good place the la. good place yeah yeah but when you see his matches it's hilarious sometimes what he does yeah but anyway yeah they, 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 they are owned by the Khan the, at least Khan. the the primary investors like yeah. we're not sure who. I mean Shahid Khan was one of the owners that uh if you remember there was this uh, kneeling controversy yeah yeah, yeah 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 he was one of the owners that actually uh, walked out with his team stood together arm in arm locking arms with his entire team la. yeah he's that kind of owner la. He's a eccentric billionaire. Sure, but it's, it's his son that is going to run. Yeah, his uh, son is a wrestling fan, la. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't assume that he is the wrestling fan. I'm <laughs> sure his son is a wrestling yeah, fan. Yeah, Tony, Tony Khan. Tony yeah, Khan. um, Tony Khan is was probably like one day. It's like, hey, dad, uh, <laughs> I want to start a wrestling promotion. You know how you own like Fulham and Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I want to uh start working this guy's got the young bucks, and then like he he looks inside his couch for spare change. It's yeah. like here's yeah. ten million ten billion dollars. Go yeah, do it. Go go do it. Yeah. <laughs> Billion, eh? Yes, yeah, ten billion. billion dollars. Eh? Yes, you go do it, lah. But anyways, they make like huge announcements. Mm-hmm. Not just in terms of signings, which we'll talk about first, lah. Mm-hmm. But in terms of what their plans is mm-hmm. structurally. Yeah. Okay, signings. They have um, Soka uncensored. Yeah. Uh, Cody and the Young Bucks, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I think the biggest news that came out of that particular launch in Jacksonville mm-hmm. was uh, the signing of Pack and the signing of Jericho. Yeah. What do you think about um these two ex WWE guys coming over? Okay. I mean, I, Peck we already talked about that. Yeah, we kind of assumed that he would. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for Jericho, this was actually quite a surprise at first because he was coming off a year in Japan. Yeah. He had done the interview saying that he would never wrestle uh, another American promotion except WWE. Mm-hmm. But this was different than this was creating a new promotion. Yeah. Uh, so this was an entire... It, it, when I listened to his interview with Chris Van Fleet, if I'm not wrong, that's how he pronounced his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he actually talked to Vince already mm-hmm. about him doing this. Saying it was an amicable was discussion. A, yeah. Even though his name was removed from the, the well, website. It was just moved to the alumni section. Yeah, la, yeah, la. yeah. Which is not a big deal, la, I feel. Uh, but I feel this is... <sighs> Jericho has had amazing year. Previous year. Right here, that, that three... Three to four fantastic matches in NJPW with mm-hmm. the blow off this year, mm-hmm. Wrestle Kingdom. He had the 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 cruise, mm-hmm. which apparently was a big success. He even had a couple of the WWE appearances in correct between. in between. And then um, what other wrestler can do that? Correct. Yeah. And then not only that, he also had uh, a, a great Fozzy tour for his album. Yeah, the guy is I busy. Mean, it's busy lah. Yeah. But this I feel is the best Chris Jericho we have so far. Mm. Like especially his NJPW run and all that, and I'm wondering what is he gonna bring to AEW. Mm. He's gonna be one of the top guys, lah. Mm. You know, 
He's apparently being paid more than he's ever been paid in the WWE. Eh, they got the card backing for that. Yeah, so the the three year contract. I mean, for the next three years at least, this is where he said that he's committed to lah. Yeah. And and it's important that and Chris Jericho made a good point, especially for a new promotion, you need at least six top guys to bring in the crowd, mm-hmm. and he's one of the six lah. Obviously, you have the Young Bucks, you have Cody, Kenny might come, might not, we don't know His, yet. His um, contract ends on February 1st, yeah, so, so we'll see. The I think he's coming. Yeah, la, like, it would be weird if he doesn't. La. It would be weird if he shows up in WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. But I, I doubt it. La. I doubt it. La, I know? doubt it. Yeah. I think Kenny is going to AEW. And yeah. one other thing, I'm, I'm actually fairly sure that Okada is going to AEW as well. It feels that way, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's a huge name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That will, oh my god, I don't know how to... Wow. And then like On the mid card They have guys like Hangman Peach yeah. uh, Joey Janela Mati Scroll Mati Scroll Yeah, uh, yeah um, Joey Janela also And uh, Peck Who Peck. are who are These are really really Solid mid carders yeah. yeah So they're building a roster Which is very sustainable mm-hmm. Which will attract A lot of indie fans mm-hmm. I mean just the hype After All In 1 was done and now it's double down, right? Double or nothing. Double or nothing. Uh, May twenty fifth at the MGM Grand Arena, the home of the UFC, mind you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> that's such interesting. This it's just so interesting to see something like this happen, lah. You know, and AEW. I mean, we don't know yet what it's gonna be really about yeah. until we actually see a pay per view or we see a few of the episodes that mm-hmm. they're planning to do. Because right now they're still negotiating TV deals and all that, sure. right? Sure. Yeah. What, uh, what what network do you think it'll be on? I'm guessing this. Um, I it can't be too big, right? It can't be like a Fox or something, right? Because Fox is SmackDown, but it, it can be those satellite uh, satellite um like Spike TV, I think. Yeah, like that kind of thing, like, Where they ha- they have a big presence around America still, like. Yeah. Not your network television, but who knows? Maybe a network deal might be in the works also. What it might be on CNBC for all I know. What if it was a streaming platform like Hulu or Netflix or Amazon? That would be interesting. Yeah. That might be a more sustainable method. Yeah, yeah. And and that is the future too. La. I mean, yeah. streaming will take over eventually. I mean, if they get Netflix, that would be hilariously fun. That would be great. La. Easy for me. I don't <laughs> need to buy another fucking like, uh, streaming site. What if they're on WWE Network? That would be hilarious. Then we all have been worked uh. yeah. This whole time We've been worked uh. yeah. Because that, that was One of the rumours Yeah yeah That actually WWE has bought A big stake of AEW Yeah <laughs> It's like their own Their own uh, the, the other NXT uh. Yeah Yeah Oh that would be so hilarious It would be hilarious If they, if they didn't tell Neville <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, uh, Peck, um, we're gonna be on the network, so yeah. So you're still WWE. Uh, yeah, and you're airing after two o five live, so I'm sorry. Yeah, the signing of Peck was a good. Uh, that was a good uh, signing, lah. Yeah, yeah. A uh, part of me actually thinks right. Like, I mean, I was thinking the other day that, to be honest, the godfather of this whole thing, right, is actually Kevin Owens. You know. Yeah. Because when Cody was released by WWE, um. He was the one who approached the Young Bucks, telling them like, "Hey, um, you know, take care of this Cody guy. He he's new to the indie scene. He's actually never been to the indie yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, He was one of those reverse uh, wrestlers. Correct. Yeah. So he was telling uh, um Omega, he was telling uh the Young Bucks like, yeah, take care of this guy, like, you know, show show him the ropes, you know, in the indie scene and all that. And then they formed AEW just two years later. Yeah. Um, part of me also thinks that like, I mean, I wish Kevin Owens was there too. Yeah, me too. If I'm perfectly honest, Kevin Owens and and Sami Zayn, the yeah. two of them. You know how awesome that <laughs> that would be. That would be great, yeah. The revival is another one that I want. Yeah, yeah. We we discussed this. Uh, those are our dream WWE signings. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, over on the indie side, there's plenty they can break from. La. I mean, for NGPW, if if Okada really signs, right, that's so big of a. I feel deal. like Okada is signing, right? I already feel like Okada is signing. I mean, they can continue the whole Kenny Omega thing also. It it, it really makes sense because like I mean him losing to uh, Jay White and all of that. Yeah. It really felt like a passing of the torch thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Minoru Suzuki would be a nice addition. I feel. Mm. I mean, even though he's old, he has sure. that kind of like veteran gatekeeper state status, lah. Mm-hmm. And he's still like an upper mid cutter for me. Mm-hmm. You know, Suzuki's matches has never not entertained. Correct. Did you read about the offers that WWE offered Young Bucks and Hangman Page? It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I it read was, that. It was fucking. It was with a lot of creative control. The most incredible offer I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, it, it's okay if if you were unaware lah. This is what they offered the Young Bucks. They offered them, um, incredible money. They were saying uh, AJ Styles level money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with instant main event level, we have a significant storyline for you for a big WrestleMania match. Correct. Immediately, we'll insert you in February, all the way up to WrestleMania. You have a big match. Uh, and then they have a six month out clause. If you don't like what we are doing within six months, at the six month mark you can leave, no strings attached. I thought that yeah. was a great deal. I thought it'd be great because the, for our art for us it'd be great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought like okay lah. If you want to do AW, like push it down a bit. Like yeah. we'll see what you can do in AW if you we, like it or okay. not. Okay, and correct. You know why I felt that that was actually a very good deal for them? Yeah. Because it will get them to national prominence. Mm. You give them uh, airtime on, you know. A, even though, even though Raw has been losing numbers and SmackDown has been losing uh, uh, viewers, right? Yeah. It's still a juggernaut. Yeah. And you get a lot more eyeballs on your brand. And I, I feel a lot of that has been played out because, I mean, in general, ratings for live television is down across the board. Across now. the board, yeah. I yeah, don't yeah, think yeah. it's a WWE. It's thing. not, it's not. It's a, it's a viewer I consumption mean, habit thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't excuse Raw for having shitty shows. Shitty shows too. Yeah, 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 for but, sure, for sure. But you're right. It, it, it is the, just the, the, the viewing habits of the consumer. La. You as a listener right now, right? When was the last time you actually turned on TV to watch something yeah. rather than like download or watch on demand or go to Netflix? I, I can't remember the last time I did something like that. Correct. I, I think it's the same across America as well. Yeah, I agree. It's just this new generation, la. yeah. Or even the older generation has kind of picked up. Like, eh, let's just watch it on demand, like Why? Why must I set aside nine to ten p.m.? I can just watch it whenever I'm Correct. free, Correct. You know. So okay, that that makes sense. Let's yeah. talk about what they plan to do pay-wise. They're talking. Ooh. They're talking about eco pay. They're talking okay. about healthcare. Okay. Um, treating everyone like employees, you know, with benefits, with healthcare, um, women paid as much as the men, all very, very noble things. Because, yeah, I, I get that. Very noble, you're right. But it feels like something that can bankrupt a startup. Eh? I agree. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the card money, I would have been worried. La. Even with the card money. I mean, okay. They, they, they might get, I get like, it, but when, they, but what, when they say equal pay, right? Mm. Like, I think Brandy was the one that brought this up. Yeah. About they uh, were non-specific, but they brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. This uh um no because someone complained that uh oh Jericho is getting more than one of the women signees. But then I was saying that sure. when she says equal pay or this is what Brandy said la, that equal pay doesn't mean that an entry level person gets the same amount as a main cadre. I, I I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So an entry level person on the women's side will be paid as the entry level person on, on the, the men's side. side also. Yeah, 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 so I get, I get that. that. Yeah. Th- that's what they're saying like that. Depends on your experience You get paid by your experience And not by your gender Mm-mm. So if let's say A main event woman Like um, Say if they manage to sign Like Charlotte Flair for example Charlotte Flair She will get example. the same as Chris Jericho. Jericho Yeah Yeah, yeah. And it, I, I feel that In the long term Because of the focus On the wrestlers right mm. As long as they do not give 
restless total creative control the way that like the Hollywood Hulk Hogan time of WCW that kind of mm. crazy creative control mm. and they manages they manage that well then I feel that this can be a product that lasts longer yeah I mean but, I, but I understand what you're saying though like yeah. that it, it's, it's gonna cost a whole lot more money lah and I mean I know the elite is essentially um, built around NWO <laughs> but yeah. I feel like they have better sense than uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and yeah. Hogan la. Because, in, in terms yeah. of booking themselves yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean I feel that the vibe is very different from 25 years ago uh-huh. you know that the vibe of AEW feels very they're trying to get out of that carny roots lah Sure. Because WWE, as much as it's a global company and all that, it yeah. has still very carny-like behavior when it comes to like their superstars, mm-hmm. right? In terms of their work schedule, in terms of their the payment and all that, mm. it's very carny-like, mm. right? AEW is trying to break away from that lah, make it more TV-like, TV talent, especially Cody because Cody said he, you know when he was exposed to the how the uh, the TV guys were doing it, mm-hmm. actors and actresses and how they were paid, how they be taken care of, he wanted to take that. And bring it to wrestling because mm-hmm. wrestling you're st- you're an entertainer you're essentially an actor or an actress yeah right and so it makes sense that they they see that the welfare of a wrestler would always be the top priority lah yeah it's just the the costing is going to be incredible yeah. yeah so we'll see how they they'll, they'll figure that out I I'm I'm very confident in them looking la. forward to it to their first show double or nothing May twenty fifth yeah um at I, MGM MGM in Las Vegas it. Remains to be seen What the TV deal is like Whether it will be A weekly show Or, or what that entails Or whether it will be Seasonal like Lucha Underground is yeah. So who knows uh, Okay um, I think before we leave off We'll touch upon A couple of uh, news bits um, The Rock <laughs> Made headlines this week Because yeah. apparently He called Millennials Generation Snowflake Talking shit about Outrage culture And all of that uh, It was on the uh, A UK tabloid Called The Daily Star Yeah. Uh, the Rock has came out To say that this is 100% fake news Nev- yeah. Not even Quotes taken out of context you know? No He never even did the interview There was no interview at all There was no quotes To be ca- taken out of context They made this up Entirely yeah. fabricated What the hell was that? And what? and a part of me Really Okay I think right The Rock may actually Feel this way personally Maybe You know coming from uh, A tougher background yeah. And all, all of that yeah. right? And from pro wrestling roots You know A very mm. like Boys club kind of thing Yeah. Uh, but regardless of that right, I don't think he would ever Say it p- publicly I he, agree. He's too savvy of a businessman to ever thank himself like this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we we have seen the rock how he has navigated Hollywood, how he's navigated his recent superstardom uh you know the past few years. Yeah, it it feels very like like his publicists won't let this fly lah. Let alone the rock himself. Exactly, the rock himself. You the know? rock knows how to play face or heel lah, and he clearly wants to be the face in yeah. Hollywood right now lah. I mean <sighs> He he's uh he's he is a future candidate la, for president. Mm-hmm. It'd be fucking hilarious because it would be that like that movie idiocracy. Yeah. Where they had a pro wrestling president. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, Donald Trump is kind of a, pro, a pro wrestling, wrestling president, president because yeah. he did he is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. But damn, I don't know lah. Yeah, it wouldn't be smart. The Rock is not that stupid lah to have said something like that. And yeah. it made sense lah. Yeah. And so when I read his uh, uh his uh when I saw his Instagram post where he actually debunked this entire article, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 it makes sense. He said he will create dialogue. He will actually mm. talk to the people that he's he wants to criticize and all that. Sure. Yeah, he wouldn't just criticize, but actually try to find solutions that kind of thing lah. Correct. Correct. Very political and very very politician like lah. Correct. Yeah. Which makes me wonder lah. Why like if that 
that interview can't be true. Can't be true. It yeah. just it just cannot be. Yeah. Just logically it doesn't make sense. It was one of those weird stories that came out the week. Yeah, and he was covered everywhere, like it was on variety and stuff because you know he's a it's, Hollywood it's star the, and all it's that. The rock you know. Uh yeah. Um The Rock is you know, like you're saying a like, potential political con- candidate in, yeah. in twenty twenty. Might not be president, maybe governor, maybe senate, we see lah. We'll see lah, you know. Yeah. Uh The Rock can do anything. He can. Uh next up, let's talk about um this supposed push for Lars Sullivan that has yeah. been halted because of his anxiety attack. Oh yeah, that was uh, he was supposed to debut last week apparently. Yeah. Uh during a dark match in Raw but he, he started getting a panic attack. Yeah. He was then he was supposed to be pushed to SmackDown and then he got panic and then he had to fly home. La. He was just f- not feeling well. Mm. Um apparently the plan was for Lars Sullivan to take on John Cena. Yeah. In WrestleMania. That was the big push for him and he was supposed to go over. La. Yeah. Uh that was the intention. Um I don't know whether that has been halted now. What happened though? He got yeah I'm, I don't know he had an anxiety attack I don't know what caused it mm. the the nerves of being on a big show or other things maybe lah uh who knows but um it, it seems that the WWE have been uh, kind to him yeah I they I think they've learned a lot about mental health from the Mauro Ronaldo issues last year yeah and the heat that they got from it yeah um don't fuck around with mental health lah yeah, yeah yeah I mean like back in the day I'm I'm not not even that back in the day it's like ten years ago. They, or five years ago They would have been just like Oh get over it man Or that, like man yeah. up You know that kind of and thing And this was like Post Chris Benoit You know Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, so mental health Isn't a joke lah If last Sullivan Needs to take some time To like get himself right Then sure I mean the WWE Said that Because they are The biggest And the only Competition onto themselves Yeah Uh, every The whole world Is watching whenever Whenever Their, their stars get injured Or their stars are You know Concast, concast or, or whatever. Everybody's watching. Or whatever, everybody's seeing you know? how yeah. they react to it. Yeah. So they have to show, you know, sympathy lah, and they have to show a certain amount of compassion when it comes to mental health issues. Mm. Like how they dealt with Maro was interesting, because they didn't do anything wrong. No, they didn't. Yeah. It was um. Even JBL Maro said it wasn't JBL. Mm-hmm. It's just him being going through that, and how they supported Maro through that was. Mm. Was how it should be la. They gave him months and months And months off You know To uh, get better la. To get better And then once he did the, His spot in NXT Was there for him Yeah I mean he could still work He was allowed to work You know Other shows Other boxing matches mm. Other uh, MMA fights In Bellator I think Yeah he works for Bellator right. He works for Showtime Boxing Yeah Yeah. So he had All those opportunities Not to be taken out la, You mm. know And the WWE Really like Yeah let him recover la. So I'm hoping They'll do the same thing For last la, If this is mm. really and mental issue kind of situation. That being said, right? I mean, I don't have a high ceiling for Lars, but yeah. as a person, I would like to see him get better, lah. Like, Same as a human being. Like. Yeah, I mean, Lars to me is always a perennial mid carder. Uh, I'll say upper mid carder at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Just because of the freak, you know, he's the freak. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he has a lot of legs when it comes to, yeah, to be in the upper mid card. Uh, showcase a few shows uh. It's just sad that I think that like I don't think He'll be getting this, That this monster push, push anymore. The John Cena The John Cena push I mean he'll still be getting a push yeah. But The level of like You know going over John Cena And, if, and everything I, I feel like On a professional level They feel like maybe They cannot rely on him Consistently or Like mm. what if he has This uh, circumstance attack Once again yeah. and Then he Let's say we book you For next year's WrestleMania And then yeah. you can't make it You know that kind yeah. of thing I mean, you must be a certain level of superstar for the WWE to actually give you a lot of consensions. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The Shawn Michaels kind of level. <laughs> the Young Bucks kind the of young level. Bucks. <laughs> we, we had to say, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Apparently, like, Hangman Page also, we've, I forgot to mention, was offered a lucrative NXT yeah. deal. He was supposed to get, like, a Finn Balor level money yeah, and yeah. be a mini Ben star. Yeah. 
be with uh, Undisputed Era and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, to be honest, it would they would be. It would be great. Yeah. yeah. No, if any of those guys were to jump over into the WWE, yeah, the WWE benefits. Yeah. Yeah, they get maybe some monetary benefits and all that, mm. but in terms of who benefits more, it's really the WWE. Yeah. I really think that they should have taken the deal if only right to spend six months networking backstage. Yeah, and get the eyeballs, get ready, guys. You know what's happening after these six months? Oh, we are leaving. Yeah, and we're taking you all with yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, talking to guys like Cesaro, talking to guys like Kevin Owens, like yeah, actually, we just here for a short while. Like, we're gonna do our our one WrestleMania. Then they're kind of they're kind of poaching, yeah. uh, you know, like poaching from the inside, uh, you know. Yeah. That being said, though, Kevin Owens has signed a five year deal. Yeah. Just signed a five year deal, so yeah. it'll be a while. Uh. I mean, Kevin Owens. The thing is, he's still getting a lot of face time. Yeah. No, Kevin Owens enjoys it right now. Yeah. He's he spent a lot of years uh going from day to day, paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. He's really enjoying this uh more the professional life now, the yeah. life now la, yeah, la. Okay, uh last up, I'm gonna be talking about um Frank Mir, former mm. UFC heavyweight champion, is making his uh yeah. wrestling debut. With who? Uh with okay, it's remember last year when yeah. we covered uh Matt Riddle's blood sport? Yes, we did. So now that Matt Riddle is in the WWE, they've had to rename the event to Josh Barnett's blood sport. Okay, that makes sense. Makes sense, uh, Josh Barnett, yeah. you know, pro wrestler, uh, also catch wrestler, fighter. also MMA fighter. Yeah. So, Josh Barnett will be competing at Josh Barnett's bar spot. Frank Mir will be on it. Um, Tom Lawler will be on it. Oh, okay. Uh, Timothy Thatcher. A bunch of, actually, MMA guys are on it, you know. So, it, it actually feels more blood sporty than last year. <laughs> I don't know whether blood sporty is a word. Yeah. But, yeah. It, it sounds great. Um, I think Frank Mir is a natural fit. I think he's a good talker. Uh, and and even like blood sport is kind of made for guys like him. Yeah. Um, I do have to say though, right, that like a part of me wishes if Frank Mir is good in pro wrestling, right, to see the Frank Mir Brock Lesnar rematch in a pro wrestling setting, that would be so great. It will. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Because right now Brock Lesnar's like um fight with uh, DC is up in the air, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. There's no confirmation. He hasn't passed his uh, drug test. Uh, no, he has passed. He's cleared oh. the USADA testing pool already Okay The okay. the issue is right now He hasn't paid his fine From like a few years ago Oh he doesn't want to 250,000 he doesn't want to uh, Okay lah Yeah so he owes them A quarter million dollars uh, And he's just like Meh Yeah fuck this I got better things to do Yeah yeah yeah. Why pay you know? uh, <sighs> So I understand Yeah but I, I'm I'm actually kind of looking forward To Josh Barnett's Bloodsport once again Yeah me too Matt Riddle's Bloodsport Was like one of my favourite Like ancillary WrestleMania events last year And I thought it was great Okay, this will be fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I think this has been it for Hard Hits Wrestling Podcast. We will be back in two weeks' time for a major, major, major event. <laughs> NXT TakeOver Phoenix. Yep. Royal Rumble. Yep. Uh, and I know it won't be aired immediately, but there was, there's also an event called WWE Worlds Collide. Ooh. It's a 15-man tournament featuring NXT 205 Live and NXT UK It's basically a brand versus brand Brand versus tournament. brand yeah. And uh, uh, the network brands lah, Basically Correct Which will be aired on the network uh, At a yeah. later date We don't yeah. know But okay. we'll definitely be covering that lah, Because you know Dream matches abound you know, you know? Yeah that's right Like Velveteen Dream Versus uh, Tyler Bate And shit like that you know? it'll, be, it'll be fantastic lah. Yeah uh, Till then This has been Hitzer I'm Hardy Goodbye Bye